Hello, and welcome to episode 121 of Flicks in the Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me forever and always, the man, the myth, the American, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. Now, I'm Thomas Wayne, or Bruce Wayne's mom, whose name escapes me. <laughs> this week's episode, <laughs> Uncharted, Clones, Schwarzenegger's Best, and other news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. But first, Al, what are we drinking? That line, though. That line, though. You know what? Considering how much I hate him, I was really surprised that Ben Affleck had the best line in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we are drinking from our beloved... I love how we have, like... What is exactly our Mount Rushmore or, or Inner Circle Hall of Fame? We got Newburgh. We've got Treehouse, which is this beer. We've got mm-hmm. Jack's Abbey. Yep. Um, what's it called? The one that Magnify? Yeah. Magnify has got to be on there because mm-hmm. you love Magnify. Um, I'm sold with those. Yeah, I guess that because that's that's four, right? Yeah, uh, that's our Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that's our Mount I Rushmore think so. of uh, of uh, flicks and a six. Tremendous Mount Rushmore. It's it's really good. What's um, the one um, common what, uh, common factor being banger. that they all do? Oh, and the Al- the alchemist, yeah. obviously. Sorry, we're 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 erecting a fifth uh, Rushmore head. Um, it's um, alchemist, and all of them make great IPAs. Uh, yeah. That's that's probably a a common factor, although. It's not the only thing we drink from those. It's not the only thing we no. enjoy from those. But those are tend to be some of the most common th- that they do. But uh, this one is very well known for their IPAs. Mm-hmm. Treehouse Brewing, which we've done a couple of. And also we have one or two more that we will do eventually when we do like episodes with you and me together. Because I have one or two of them that I only have one of. Right. So I couldn't them. give you one. Yeah. Um, so this is Treehouse. This is Haze. Which oh, it smells so good. Is Haze their flagship? So no, good. the blue one, whatever, is probably their flagship one, right? I have no idea. The, uh, I think the blue one is technically, uh, which I don't remember which name that is. Uh, uh, my cousin Dan brought me some of those a, a little uh, less than a year ago. Uh, he brings them to, to me occasionally because him and his family go up to Treehouse, like, I don't want to say once a month, maybe once every six weeks. Hmm. Because every time I see him, and I see him a few times a year, he's got um, some for you. He brings me a bunch of them uh, to the point where he, he, like, I thought it was going to happen once or twice, and then he just like kept doing it every time I saw him. I was like, "Fuck, I need to, <laughs> I really need to reciprocate because now I'm just an asshole." And I, like, I didn't, in, I, I really didn't intend for that to happen. Um, but also, you know, I did. He was the first person that I like made an order of beer for. I mean, he paid me for it, but sure. you know, he still got to drink like fifty Al's ales, um, which were delightful. <laughs> Uh, you got it on the if I do say floor. so myself. <laughs> um, but he gave me a bunch of them when we saw him for Memorial Day, because we always have a big party at my house. And my brother got really drunk. And he was we got to like late in the night and he's like, Oh, what beers can I drink in the fridge downstairs? And his girlfriend was like, Probably none. And I was like, that's not for me to decide. What I'll tell you is anything on the shelves is fair game. Anything <laughs> on the door. Do not touch. He goes, great. He comes back upstairs 10 minutes later with a beer that was on the, on the door. Uh. And it was one of the treehouse. Thankfully, it was the blue one, which I've had before, whose name I, is escaping me. Um, you know, this one, the, I know the orange one is Julius. I know yep. the purple one is Hayes. I know green is green, which is super convenient. <laughs> I always, I always forget that. which one the, I always forget which one the blue one is. Um, and, uh, but the thing is, I didn't see him come up with the beer. It was just, he was just standing at the counter with an open treehouse beer in his hand. I was like, you motherfucker. And he's like, what? I was like, 
It was one rule. It was there was one rule. I was very. I'm sorry, I broke your rule. Giant bat. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I told you not to grab any of them off. I was like, there's like 40 beers on the shelves, and there's like 10 beers on the door, and you grab one off the door. I was like, you grabbed that. He goes, I didn't do this. I was like, who the fuck else did? (laughs) He's like, I. I was like, it's open. It's in your hand, and. And his girlfriend standing next to him, like, whispering in his ear, Yes, you did. <laughs> She's like, just say sorry. And I was like... She gets it. Like, honestly, like, I'm not, like, I'm mad, but thankfully you picked, like, the one of the four that he gave me that I have had right. before. It was like, but now I'm just mad that you're denying it. Like, you're literally caught red-handed. Just be like, hey, dude, I fucked up, and it's over. And he's like, but I didn't do it. I was like, who the fuck else did, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, now, I will say that drunk. my friends are respecting the the beer uh, quarantine in the mini fridge in it's, in my basement. It's a, it's a Chris went to go grab a beer today, uh, the other day, yesterday, and he was like, as he opened it up, I was like, anything, and he goes, but the top shelf, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? That's good. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. That is a, a level of uh, of consideration that I appreciate. Anyway, back to the the beer. We're drinking Treehouse Haze. It's in the purple can. It's a double IPA. 8.2% alcohol by volume. Hmm. It came in a pint. They're brewed in Massachusetts. And, oh, hey, look, a little story. Oh. We're excited that you're holding Treehouse Brewing Company's Hop Saturated Double IPA Haze. Haze is a soft and dangerously drinkable beer with flavors and aromas of orange juice, fresh peach, and papaya offset by a gentle bitterness. Papaya. It is, it is intensely flavorful, yet well-balanced. Haze is the result of our uncompromising dedication to fresh, progressive, and delightful beer. We hope you enjoy it with laughter, good cheer, and in the company of those you love. Oh, we are. (laughs) We we nailed it. Cheers. Virtually? Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. I've been smelling this beer the entire time you've been talking. I know. uh, I'll say to the audience, I answered, well, technically I called Anthony, but when he clicked on was the very second I clicked open the beer, and I was like, oh my god, I got punched in the face by the aroma of this beer. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. I'm just smelling it obnoxiously. This one is uh, courtesy of Mr. Midnight Astronomy himself, my neighbor Frank. Remember when we looked at Saturn? (laughs) In the middle of an episode. (laughs) Better yet. Yeah, that's right. We literally paused recording. That was the Cloud Atlas episode, right? Yeah. How can we pause the Cloud Atlas episode? How fitting that was. To drunkenly stumble out and admire Jupiter and Saturn. And look to the stars. (laughs) I mean, considering the way that that movie ends, perfect, Mm. right? Yeah, it was. It was indeed. Um, Our two-point episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, part part one of our two-part Cloud Atlas episode. Which, which if you haven't heard it, you should. Yes. This is, I mean, it's a three-thumbs-up beer. Wow. Right? I mean... Let's be serious. Anything on the Rushmore is three thumbs up. <laughs> Anything on the Rushmore, I like that. Even even Margaritaburg, which was mm. featured in the Cloud Atlas Part 1 episode that, that we were talking about. That beer, it wasn't... I don't know what the adjective is. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't I, wait, I've right. Got the, I've got the adjective. I've got the adjective. Unique. Was <laughs> it whimsical? <laughs> you like to throw whimsical around. <laughs> I do, but I feel like I do so judiciously. No, it's I. That was the, one of the most unique beers I've ever had. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because I don't know if it was good. 
No, I, yeah. I wouldn't say it was bad. Right. I will say... Like, I wouldn't drink a lot of them. They're, uh... I do dream about the sour Jessica Porter one. That one was... (laughs) Did you turn... (laughs) Yeah. Jessica. Yeah. The sour Porter into a Sarah Jessica Parker pun. (laughs) I thought that was what they did intentionally. Uh, (laughs) No, because it's Jessica Sour Porter, not Sour Jessica Porter. (laughs) Well, that one is delightful. (laughs) And frankly, a missed opportunity if they named it what they named it. It's it was a delightful beer. It's a shame it was a one off because I would drink the hell out of that again. Absolutely, so good. That was like episode one, wasn't it? Um, I don't think it was <laughs> one point three. It was amongst the first like five episodes, yes. Nice. Uh, you know what? Let's dive right into some news and nuggets because uh, I'd like to talk about that for a second. I uh, saw the uh, the the Instagram post from Ryan Reynolds and I you know forwarded that to you. Logan's three years old. Yeah. We've been doing this for three years? You notice know, you know how every time we come up to an anniversary, we always forget? Yeah. Um, our three-year anniversary was sometime in February, and we did not note it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. No. Not even close. You know what it is? It's because of the hiatus, and, <laughs> and the fact that the episode numbers don't really match up to anything significant anymore. But we didn't have a hiatus during anniversary season. No, I know. I'm saying with the numbers don't line up. No, I know. Okay. Yeah, it should be like episode 150 right. or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Math. Um, but <laughs> no, it's it, that's still it's that's crazy to me. This journey yeah, that we set um, on three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, remember how we were gonna meet up once a month and record four episodes? <laughs> Life. <laughs> Am I right? Also, you remember how it was going to be a one-hour show in uh, which we talked about, like, four movies? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. We, uh, things and change. And here we, here we are sometimes having three-hour episodes, which feature two and a half hours of news, notes, nuggets, sure. beer, and other bullshit, and 30 minutes of movie. Maybe an hour of The Witcher. It really just depends on the week. <laughs> Maybe an hour of Witcher Watch. Toss a coin. Um, other, other news and nuggets. Shall we dive right in? Mm-hmm. Came across this Uncharted news that excited me, just because I didn't realize anything was actually happening. I thought it was another thing that was just kind of sitting around. Anyway, I thought I thought Uncharted was gonna go the way of the Flash movie and Gambit and yeah, just like disappear. Yeah, we lost it in the snap. In an interview with Collider, here was what Mark Wahlberg had to say: "I start filming in about two weeks' time. That blew my mind." It's exciting because without giving too much away, it's more of an origin story. Meeting them and Nathan becoming Nathan, Sully and him meeting. This is hard to read. <laughs> Just so you know, it's very broken English. <laughs> it's Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Trying to not get over on each other, but also starting to partner up and develop that relationship. It'll be very cool. It's the first time I've been a movie. That's a movie. I don't know what that line means. I felt like when I was reading it, I was reading Indiana Jones or Thomas Crown Affair. It's got these great elements of these heist movies and adventure movies like I've never been a part of. That gets me very excited because that means that if you're, I don't know if he's a fan of Uncharted, but if he's, if he's right in that without being like a, like knowing Uncharted at the level of playing the games, that means that they're nailing the look and feel of those movies. Uh, they also casted the movie very well. I think I think it's gonna be pretty awesome to see those two characters together as Mark Wahlberg and um, what's his face, uh, Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, that, that's good because I was gonna ask 
is Mark Wahlberg supposed to be in this movie, or is he producing it? Mm. Both? He's playing Sully, according to this, which is the okay, counterpart to... I don't know anything to... about Uncharted. So, so in Uncharted, you got you got Nathan Drake. He's the... He's the That's uh, the, literally the only thing I know. He's the lead. And Sully is like his mentor, friend, slash guy who's always trying to get one over on him. <laughs> it's a very strange relationship. But it's... Uh, they they go back and forth, but they they have each other's back most of the time, unless some unless there's a little too much money involved, it seems. Uh, but it's 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 so a this, fun dynamic. So this is like this is like the dynamic between Indy and what's his name in Crystal Skull, uh, where he's a double agent, then he's a triple agent, and then it's like, no, I was never a triple agent. I was always just 100%. a double agent, but really, it was about the money. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine Indiana Jones plus. Uh, Benicio's character from The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just figured it was going to be Ray Winstone, like the, specifically from the, uh, the 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 Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, because it's basically what he was doing. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I'm really excited about this. I love I love those games. I love the, the stories are so much fun. The games are really just they're super entertaining. This and like it, it's always been a game that I like. You play that game, and it's got, like, these tremendous cutscenes, and it's, like, you know immediately, like, this would work as a movie. It's already, like, the script is, like, you could go from here to a movie. Like, you could just take the script and port it, and it'd be fine. It'd be really entertaining. But, like, obviously, they're gonna have to add a little bit of flair to it. But it's, uh, I don't know, the fact that he's starting to film in two weeks, I was, like, that blew my mind, because I really thought this was just going to die. Imagine living in a world in which we could have had two beloved game sequel or game series, both Tomb Raider and Uncharted. Mm. Do you think? <laughs> do you think we'll actually get there? I don't know. No, no. I'm just saying that the fact that we had very successful two successful game series that are now going to spawn mm. movie series as well is like just icing on the cake. Yeah. I just can't believe that like they're they're the same thing. And like even Indiana Jones had their own games. The Infernal Machine. Anyone? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The uh, that was was that 64. Infernal Machine? Yeah. Uh, I know it was a PC game. Yeah. Oh. There was an Indiana Jones game on the 64 that was that was tough. <laughs> it might have had an N64 <laughs> port as well. I'm not sure. I think my brother actually played that some on PC. I played like five minutes of it. Mm. I was very intimidated. I actually had a handful of PC games. I was so intimidated by them. Like I played... I might have been Shadows of the... Empire? No, it wasn't. It was one of the other Star Wars games. Uh, Rebel Assault. I don't remember which one it was. That one's a classic. (laughs) It was uh, like I just know that it reminded me of like the Doom style, like uh, like, a Star Wars game instead. Uh, And so I don't remember which one it is. I know it's one of the ones that's fairly well known. I'm sure there's someone listening who's screaming (laughs) know the game. Um, And I played like like five ten minutes of it, and I was just so overwhelmed. That I like gave it it's up. Too and I never went back to it. It's too much. It's too much. Basically, I was just like I because it was like I didn't. I wasn't like I was young. I was like maybe like eight nine years old. Didn't. It wasn't a huge video game. Like I, I had a Game Boy. Like I played a ton of like Pokemon and other like Game Boy games. Mm. But really, at that time, the only console games I played was basically like when I was at your house playing N sixty four, right? Which was like twice twice a year. So like. It was a little bit of Mortal Kombat, a little bit of GoldenEye, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, you had that Nomad. That was around the time <laughs> that the Nomad was starting to come into play, but even that was like 
was playing like Sonic. You were the one like, person that had the Nomad. I just wanted to be I very know, and, clear and, that that machine was developed game. for you. <laughs> it took me another year or two to play because I got the Genesis with a bunch of games mm. which fit the Nomad. The, 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 that that thing right. was way ahead of its time. The fact that it that was. is basically the Nintendo Switch. I was gonna say it was a Switch twenty five years yeah. before the Switch existed. It's insane, and for some reason it didn't pick up, which I don't understand because the battery life was decent, and literally it took the Genesis cartridge. And played the whole fucking game mm-hmm. on a mobile platform. Yeah. And also, you could plug the mobile platform in to the console as a controller. And that's why Al has forearms that look like tree trunks. <laughs> <laughs> because he had to carry around a CRT in a handheld form. <laughs> yes, that is the reason my forearms are so good. Uh, also, the fact that... Okay, here's what's crazy. Even The fact that you could plug in another Sega remote to the bottom of that thing... And play multiplayer on yeah, the tiny ass screen. On the of course I do. <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing that I've done when it comes to playing video games. It was so small. <laughs> of the many ridiculous things that you've done playing video games, that does have to be yeah. at bare minimum top two. As you and I, for the 100th time, get two minutes into Batman Forever. <laughs> You remember how many times it took us playing it to figure out how to get more than two minutes in? Uh, no, all I remember is that I, when I tried playing it, I don't know, like last year, I couldn't, and I got stuck, and I couldn't remember how to move past it, and I felt... I know! Defeated. We got hit stuck yeah. on the same stupid thing! Yeah. Oh, God. God. What a disaster. Video games used to be really hard. Video games used to be fundamentally broken mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, the, <laughs> I'm the sorry that you almost patches. just choked to death on that line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. It looked like it looked like the truth of that hitting your brain caused you to swallow your tongue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, that's what it felt like. Wanna, I want to I, I source a, a nomad for like my kids to have one day. <laughs> I had it for the longest time. I'm actually surprised they don't have it because we tend to be kind of pack rats with these things. It literally probably just got lost in translation. It might have been part of garage sale when we moved back to new york mm. because we had to downsize a lot although you would have thought that a mobile platform would have been something that survived the downsizing right on account of the trip uh, that you needed to take <laughs> well just that the fact that you know we weren't gonna have like a super convenient like console because we went from having like three or four tvs to having two mm. tvs because mm-hmm. we had one for like the living room and one for my parents bedroom i think um because we only had like four rooms plus like dining room kitchen and the kitchen was like smaller than most office kitchens. Mm-hmm. I mean like literally like, you know, when they, they say the office has a kitchen, but what they mean is it has a refrigerator. It's got a, nook. It's got a coffee nook it, with a fridge. It, yeah. It's got a coffee nook with approximately six n- linoleum tiles and a ref- <laughs> mini fridge. We had the full size fridge, but about the same size rest of the kitchen, which somehow featured an oven and a dishwasher. It was ridiculous. One unit? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. It's like one I mean, of those toaster you, you... microwave situations where you're not quite sure that it's legal. <laughs> um, there was definitely a black mold situation in my closet, so that was fun. Sick. Uh, and the thing is, it was a brand new apartment when we moved into it. Like, literally, the structure must have existed for maybe a year when we moved in, and we lived there for nine months. Beautiful. Um, and somehow... Black mold. Man, I I think I'd like a I'd like a, a long week. 
of just having all of my old video game consoles and like and like a console television too, like the one where I have to sit on the floor. You know what I mean? The one that we used to have in our basement, wood cabinet around yes. it. I want one of those with a with the the on button that's like a plunger that you pull out. <laughs> it's like a chunk, and the TV turns on. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> One of those TVs that when you turn it on, you know it turned on because you heard it. Yeah, and, and it sizzles. You felt it. Oh, yeah, you felt it. Yeah, your hair just went straight up <laughs> when that yes, TV turned it was like it was like the mother of all thunderstorms rolling in every time you turned on the TV. Mm, everything's just like always slightly getting a little bit more green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, see, I wish we had today's technology, like... From a like a processing standpoint, like where it's like you know it's gonna work when you turn it on every time, mm-hmm. with today's graphics, mm. but the old console with the old controller and old game, yeah, and like 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 it can be pixelated, but like it's on 4K, sure, but also but still wireless controllers. I'm not giving that up. Sure, although if you're gonna well, considering you were willing to sit down on the console TV, like kneel on the ground, I'll sit on the floor in front of the TV with a wireless controller. Fear well, not. I was saying, if you're gonna <laughs> sit in front of the TV, you might as well have it. Like it doesn't matter at that point. Like that's just that's icing. That's true, but there's always like that. You know, there's always that risk. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's where the excitement comes from. That risk that someone's gonna run by and rip the cord out and just ruin uh, your yes. day. Or dogs. Mm. Yeah. See, so you had you had uh, you had a cat and you had. Maggie, who was tiny. Mm-hmm. I feel like Maggie probably wasn't as dangerous as our dogs. Who no, were Maggie was afraid of everything. Sometimes Maggie was afraid of air, so she was never she, <laughs> she she wouldn't rip the cord out. She also she she also weighed eleven pounds. That's true. Yeah, and uh, and nine of those eleven pounds were in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had some bulging eyes. Anyway. I don't know. Filming in two weeks. This is blowing my mind because I thought the script was like in rewrites. I didn't even know if there was something final. If you're starting to film, clearly they've got something concrete to work on. I mean, I would hope so. So that gets me. Speaking, speaking of anniversaries, though, that was a vintage tangent. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I had actually With, with a nice circle that. back, which I thought was... <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I completely forgot how we got there. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Give me a new... Uh, how about a fake new? Mm. No, that is not a political statement. This is truly a fake new. So did you hear that Ben Stiller is going to be in Fast and Furious 9? No. Okay, he's not. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> for like 18 whole hours, we had the possibility of Ben Stiller being in Fast and oh, Furious man. 9. There was a news report that came out, I want to say Monday, in which they said that he was going to be filming very soon, even though I, they wrapped filming. So I don't know if it, like he was going to be a part of the reshoots, mm. and there seemed to be up for some debate whether he was going to be added in as an actual part of the movie, or if he was showing up purely for a post-credit thing that would introduce him then for a succeeding right. Fast and the Furious. Uh, Jason Statham um, situation. Yes, and so when I went to look for an actual story a couple hours ago to link for this, I found out that there was an update to the story in which he directly denied that he was going to be a part of it. Hmm. So fake new. Now, is ben that Stiller, direct denial throwing us off the trail? See, I don't like direct denials that are lies. Mm. Like mm-hmm. in like you know like you get that when like people are like caught in like a crime or something like that. But like Wait, when well, we're talking about was the, something was it like I'm this. not going to be in the movie because what if it's like something like they show a picture of him like a mugshot? 
what what I think the quote was, and I, I didn't bother bringing a story because the update to the story was like three sentences long. This the quote I believe was something along the lines of, "Unfortunately, that's totally untrue." Oh, like okay. it sounded like, "Oh, like that's like a funny story." Like, yeah, it would be cool to be part of the Fast and Furious, but I'm not. <laughs> but I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> Unless the way he phrased it, "Unfortunately, totally untrue," was like, "Hint, hint." I sure would like to. Right, right. Call, your people call my people. Balls in your court. <laughs> yeah. The fans want it. I'm okay with it. You let me know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got a dumb one. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, dumber than that? Dumber than um, what I just did? Uh, no, I don't think... I, but maybe maybe a little bit. <laughs> only because here, here's the problem. Uh, I you know was super into Star Wars when it came out, just because I was excited. Um, still like it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike it. I sure it has its problems, and I could have, you know, it could have, it could have been better. Um, but now there's like all of these things coming out, like one after another, and I'm just like, I don't care. I don't think I've actually. I think I'm actually a little bit burnt out on Star Wars, uh, which I never thought would happen, and I think it's because, well, because of all of this talk around it. That's part of it. I think also, and like you're just kind of alluded to a minute ago, um, you, you know, you wanted to enjoy it and you found the enjoyment yeah. in it which i did too and I, I think you found more than i did but i, I did too yeah. it, something we've talked about and like i said i've talked to some people like my brother or mike hey mike well mike we'll be talking about you later don't worry um <laughs> <laughs> um and, and other people who i talked to were like oh my god i hated it, it was so bad yeah. blah, blah, blah or whatever and it's or you know v- variations on those themes is like like yeah it's not a good movie but it was star wars right. and you just like it wasn't a tr- absolute train wreck. Like there's a lot of things I would have done differently. Like a lot of them, um, but in the end, it's Star Wars and just try and enjoy it for what it is. And like there, like there are unquestionably cool and fun oh, things yeah, in the movie. For sure, there are good things in the movie, even if it doesn't really work overall. Um, but I think that's part of it is just coming to the. Like, like, the adrenaline is down, right? Like, it's been a couple of months. Like, you've seen it a couple of times. And at this point, you could say, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it for what it was. But it's not very good. And, like, now looking back, it's like, yeah, I'm going back to now being kind of annoyed that it wasn't more. Even while still saying, like, I liked it. Right. But, like, I'm, I wish I just, I, I expected more. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, well, you have to put up the shield for a little bit because there is a... There, on top of the hatred and the the discord, it's like, it's it's a little too much hate. Yeah. Uh, but but there's there are certain things in there that are that are fair. Um. So now here we go. This is a no quote doubt. from Ian McDiarmid, uh, pulled from the Independent. But it's interesting because at one point the script had a line in the first scene with Adam Driver when he says, "You're a clone," and I said in that original script, which is no longer with us, "More than a clone, less than a man." Which seemed to me to sum it up, really. No, uh, <laughs> uh, it, just, it, it doesn't. It's just like I, all of this information and like all of these things. Like I, I, there was the thing. Uh, I feel like maybe a couple days after the movie released, where there was like writings and like some sort of novelization storybook thing that answered a few questions. But to your point, which is valid, doesn't really matter because that's not what was presented to the audience. Yeah, uh, and this too. This doesn't matter. This change doesn't actually mean anything. As a matter of fact, I believe that this—if this was a thing—it actually convolutes things even more. Uh, 
But it's just like, I, it, oh, these things are coming out, like there's clip after clip. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it's all over right now. And I just don't really understand why. Yeah, I, I'm going to wait until they're just done with this, call it diarrhea of like facts coming out, because it's just like a fact here, five facts there, and it's just like... Yeah. Like a little bit, like I'm just going to wait and read a summation of all of it once it's finally out, because it's like Palpatine was a clone. Five other things that are even more ridiculous than Palpatine being a clone. That was a headline I actually saw online today. I didn't read it. Mm. Um, and I'm just like, okay, you guys said everything straight, get all your ducks in the row, yeah. and now let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> Boil it down. Just, get, yeah, just like, give me a bulleted list. <laughs> yeah, no, because like sometimes here, like we like like for instance, recently we we did like the Amazon like Lord of the Rings casting. Mm. And, like, over the course of, like, three episodes, we got, oh, there's a new name, oh, there's five new names, whatever. And it's fine, because, like, that's how the information was coming out. It was breaking news of something, like... So I'm cool covering that sort of thing like that. But then, ultimately, after about three or four episodes, like, I do feel like we're kind of spinning our wheels. So I usually, like, if I see something new that's not super important, I'm just going to leave it out of the rundown. I'm not even going to mention it to you. Because, like, we've got the gist of it. Like, the topic is done, and we'll check back in in six months when they're actually shooting the show or whatever, and... You know, and for the same thing with this, like, I just, like, I don't want to, like, talk about Palpatine was a clone this week, and then next week, talk about something else right. that's kind of twisting that to some degree or other. Like, just give it all to me, we can decide to talk about it or not when that time comes. Yeah. But, like, I don't want to do this thing periodically. Just get it out of your system. It's done. Finish it off. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just, I'm just a little tired. Is all. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me a new. What do you got? Well, I hope you're not too tired of Star Wars because let's <laughs> talk about Pro- Project Maverick. Oh, is this a game? It is. But is it actually going to happen or is it going to be like canceled like every other Star Wars game? Mystery Star Wars game Project Maverick seemingly leaks on PSN. This is on IGN. Um, this was from earlier today. Star Wars Project Maverick has seemingly leaked on the European PlayStation Network, and it appears to be an unannounced game. Hmm. Posted by Twitter bot PSN releases, and posted on Reset Era by user Solzonic, it appears a listing was created for the game on the European PSN backend, with a logo, image attached below. While that listing won't appear on the public store, its details can still be scraped by services like this bot, these hidden listings have also recently outed the likes of Resident Evil 3 ahead of their official announcement. Oh, interesting. We've, ne- we've never heard of Project Maverick before, and it appears this is an early listing for a completely unannounced project. I hope so, it's like a like a flight school X-Wing thing. Like, so, <laughs> more, more, more on that in <laughs> one sentence. The presence of a tiny group of X-Wings flying towards a Star Destroyer in the logo image has led some to speculate that this is a dogfighting game in the vein of the classic X-Wing or Rogue Squadron game. So there is a picture. (laughs) It's it's with a red scale. It looks like there's some sort of like floating rocks. It looks like there might be some man-made structures in the background. There's a shadowed Star Destroyer facing towards you. There's three X-Wings. No, sorry. At least four X-Wings flying towards it. Like in the foreground, sure. with the what's called them, like in the background, the star destroyer in the background, and across it in like that uh, diagonal, like Star Wars print, similar to like how Solo. like uh, Solo, yeah, it says Star Wars Project Maverick, um, and so yeah, 
This is uh, last month we heard that EA had canceled a Star Wars game coding Viking in 2019, but that quote a smaller, more unusual project was still in the works at EA Motive in Montreal. It's possible that this is Project Maverick. So that was something that you and me and Brian had discussed a couple of months ago. We mentioned it on the show. Um, so then this just goes on talking about uh, there was one card code name Orca. There was the Amy Hennig game. There was. Uh, Codename Ragtag, which I don't remember that one. Mm-mm. So, are we like one for one cancellations and releases at this point with EA? Um, well, it depends on the viability of this game because That's if this true. one gets canceled, I, I don't, I don't think, I think there will have been more cancellations than successful releases. Jesus Christ! Successful being used liberally here. Yeah, I, I'm so curious. Like, it just seems like a, a, a they they only have the license for a limited time, and well. You know, I, when we had talked about it a couple of months ago, I thought they were down to the last year or two, but it was extended quietly a while back. And so the 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 contract goes through like 2024 now, I think. Interesting. I'm pulling that number out of my ass, but it was somewhere in the 2022 to 2024 range, just, if I remember Just correctly. give me a, 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 a Fallen Order sequel. And, uh, well, we already know that they greenlit that. Yeah, and then uh, and then you know that was something and then we talked about a couple weeks ago. Or just let them just let um, respawn make all the games. That's fine. Well, to a certain extent, that's going on because uh, and I forgot the guys. Uh, uh, was it Stig Rasmussen? I think is the guy who's the head of respawn. Okay, and he was after the success of Fallen Order, which we said outsold their projections by like 2.5 million sorry pause for one second god that's a good game go on (laughs) yes um after the earnings call with ea went through with that because i think they projected it to make to sell about six million copies and ended up selling like eight and a half Hmm. at least like at the time of the call um and that was like two months ago or something like that uh they announced that he, the guy who was in charge of Respawn, was going to be taking over control of... I want to say it was Motive, actually. Oh. A, or Dice. Dice. That's what okay. it was. He was taking over Dice as well. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to be restructured to be part of Respawn, but like that they would work in tandem. And right. so he was given greater power within EA, basically with the hopes that he would you know, yank that ship back on course... And that would probably like then yield more than one Star Wars game in the next couple of years. Like in the sense of like they've had six years of failures. Let's maybe get one successful launch per year mm-hmm. going forward yeah. <laughs> instead of one every three years. Well, I would be so on board with it. I think I actually mentioned this back when we were talking with Brian about. But I I, I would love another like space fighting game. Uh, in the Star Wars universe, like a Rogue Squadron or something along those lines. That'd be a lot of fun. The only other thing that could trump that for me would be Jedi Power Battles of some kind. I miss that game. <laughs> it was so much fun. Well, there was... Um, there was... the I remember playing the Rogue One games. And, or not Rogue One. I remember playing the Rogue Squadron games. and, and Or one of them. And that was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, although it was a little bit beyond my abilities of, as a gamer back then. Because I was only maybe 10 or 11 when those came out. Um, about a remake but, of Shadows, that'd be. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I'd rather I don't. I don't understand the obsession with the the advent of backwards compatibility. I don't understand really the 
appeal of HD remakes and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So that's a good topic. Uh, If you are going to port and upscale whatever, I'm not super interested in it. If you're going to remake like the way they remade Resident Evil 2, I am so on board because the games of that era do not hold up. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But on the other hand, it's just a reboot. That's the video sure. game equivalent of The Force Awakens. <laughs> right. <laughs> Give me something new. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's totally fair. Well, like uh, if they're gonna, I want they're that, gonna uh, polish that style. it and they're gonna give it. I was gonna say if they're gonna polish it and give me today's graphics, fine. The level of work required for that isn't super crazy, but like to do a full blown reboot of those things requires a ton of work that mm. I don't think is justified. Well, it doesn't have to be a, a remake or re- I. I interested in a game that was similar to that in style like i liked the i I liked playing that smuggler character where actually being against stormtroopers was kind of a challenge and like i don't know and like the you were in these crazy ridiculous situations like running on a moving train and i don't know it was really fun sure no i mean like shadows was a great game i don't have a problem with that statement i don't have a problem with let's make a game like shadows Mm -hmm. You just don't just want the. Don't you don't want shadows again. Do shadows That's again? That's fair. Like that's fair. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it. Come up with a game inspired by that style of game. Totally. That's a new game with a new story and new characters. Like I'm down with that. Fine. Absolutely. Because it's something. It's something I see all the time. Because uh, I I follow a handful of the 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 bigger like developers uh, in in Bioware specifically the guys who worked on. Um, Mass Effect, but a couple of people worked in Dragon Age as well. And every time one of them tweets, all of the replies are, not all, but like 60% of the replies announce a remake. Announce a HD remake mm. of Mass Effect. Announce an e- 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 uh, you know, HD port, blah, blah, blah. Like, et cetera, et cetera, over and over again. And I just want to like come up with an ability to like mass respond to everything. I just want to create a bot that just mass <laughs> responds to all these people. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, they've had enough problems the last few years. Mm-hmm. They have enough other things to be working on. Their history has been consistently being at the cutting edge of new RPG games. Yeah. Stop with the fucking naval games. Well, it, Do something new. There's this... There's a problem here, though, is, like, people screaming for something. Like, this is what, like, product people have to deal with this all the time. Like, it's not, it doesn't matter how loud they are or how much they repeat themselves. There's a chance that that's not what they actually want. And it's more likely know, that it's not what they want. I know, but that's the problem is, when they do it, there's going to be 12 people who are like, thank you for finally doing it. And everyone else can be like, this is what you've been working on the last five years? Mm-hmm. You could have made something new that we would like. Right. Yeah. Like there's within the fandom, it's I'm more interested in the conversations to a certain extent because obviously plenty of them get to- uh, toxic, but I'm more interested in the conversations people have around Andromeda mm-hmm. online because yeah, it was a misfire, but you know what? It was still a good game. It wasn't great. It doesn't hold up to the original trilogy. It's a really high bar, and it's that it's an impossibly high bar to compare to and. When you look at well, let's also not forget that turmoil. people complained till no end about three. Yes. So like mis- misguidedly, and to be fair, 
I actually never saw the quote-unquote original ending. When I f- finished it, it was just at a time where, like, I was super busy. And to Bioware's credit, they patched it really quickly. But I was in college. I was super busy at the time it came out. It came out not that long before finals. It was the longest of the three games. It's like a 50 or 60 hour game or something like that. Whereas like the first one was like a 30 hour game. Second one was like 30 to 40 hours. Mm -hmm. And then this one was like almost 60 hour game. I just didn't have the time to sit down and knock it out. Like if I really wanted to, I could have and my grades would have. like. (laughs) Yeah, I played the game a decent amount. (laughs) And then I heard everyone bitching about the ending, and then like within a day or two, there was like Bioware's going to do something to fix it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to pause here right. and wait till they finish whatever it is they're doing. I'll wait. <laughs> so my experience was one, and I've never had run into bugs the way that a lot of people do in games. I don't know if it's just that because I'm not running it at a high enough like power or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I don't play on PCs with like the cutting edge of graphics technology and the most powerful like CPU or because I'm not playing with whatever the HD console, like the second or third generation of within a console generation is. Um, right. But I, I've never run into like the bugs, actual bugs that I've seen people like in considering I only buy a couple of games here mm-hmm. when I see it's a big release that I'm like super like plugged into. So I see a lot of stuff online before and after the release of it. Um, and like I see people bitching and bitching and bitching about bugs. And I'm like, I saw one bug. It didn't affect my play at all. Right. So I don't care. Like, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, this game broke on me. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking mm. about? Well, no, it, I, well, so like, in, if it did, fine. If it actually did, like, you know, ate your save, whatever. You know, that's that sure. sucks. Sure. But like, but did it? It was like, oh my god, did like, it? I remember the thing. So like, <laughs> going to Andromeda. For, I know we're bouncing back and forth to Andromeda for one second. Mm-hmm. There was a specific bug that I remember people talking about a ton, and it caused one of the NPCs who's in your crew to, during a one specific conversation that you have at a specific point in the game with the character, it was not a full blown cinematic because they started in some of the Bioware games in recent cycles. Not everything, not every conversation gets a full-blown cinematic. Sometimes it's that half and half where yeah. you can, like, exit the conversation, but you still have the conversation wheel open. You're still, the camera is, like, pinned to that conversation. You can rotate around yourself while having the conversation with the person. It's in the immersive thing. It's just not full-blown, mm-hmm. like, cutscene. And it caused the character to duplicate. Right. Like, just the character model duplicates. Doesn't break the game. Doesn't do anything. It's... Sure, it's slightly immersion-breaking. There's now two Krogans standing in front of you. <laughs> God forbid. It didn't affect anything at all about the game. Right. And I was like, I saw people bitching and bitching about this. I was like, that's a weird problem to have. I had that bug. You know what it did to my effect? Like, to, to like affect my playing of the game? Precisely. <laughs> you went, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, that's weird. And then nothing else. Like, it, did, like, it had zero impact on my playing of the game. Right. I'm like... This is what people are spending hours screaming at everyone about. And mm-hmm. we know about Crunch. You know about Crunch. Anyone who's played games and but knows Al. anything about playing games ah. knows about Crunch. These people, like, killed themselves for two years to make this game. And you're going to spend More eight that. hours a day tweeting at these developers, telling them to kill themselves because there's two Krogan on your screen. Well... Are you fucking they kidding me? They are, but like we gotta. I mean, I'm not gonna. I am not gonna defend the actions at all. 
But these problems are way deeper. <laughs> of course they are. But the thing is, in this game and in 3, they were so overblown. Because mm-hmm. I played all 3, and I wasn't, didn't finish it that Oh, no, no, I meant the problems of the people complaining are, are way deeper. They're, they're sure, <laughs> I'm just saying, but what I'm saying is, the mental health of these people was affected on really real levels. Mm-hmm. These businesses were impacted pretty substantially. EA trades on the stock exchange. Mm-hmm. There was real money that disappeared, value that was lost in the stock market mm-hmm. over this fucking bullshit. Like, like, let's call it what it is. If you want to have those conversations around something like Anthem, because we're sticking on Bioware here, and that's not the only game, talk about, which one was it, Assassin's Creed Black Flag that just, like, didn't exist as a game or something like that? Was it that one or was odyssey or whatever there's one of the major releases of assassin's creed Mm. that just physically wasn't a game when it released like to the level almost of superman and 64 like that game it's known as one of the worst games of all time (laughs) but in 2015 not in 1995 yeah i I don't think it was either of the two that you mentioned but i'm gonna guess it was one that was in between that because the two that you just mentioned were actually very well received Okay, there was one of them in that time. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. There was one of them that was like, it like didn't exist. And like 12 hours after the game released, they came out with a formal apology and then immediately made the game free to play. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, yeah, we know we Oh, well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that was. I, I vaguely remember something along those lines. I will say, I did experience that Superman game on N64 and I remember renting it from Blockbuster, pull it, <laughs> plugging that into my N64, starting it and being like, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all know the stories. There's the E.T. game. There's the N64 Superman. Like, there's games that just, there's in the past, like, they Shit just, happens. They, they didn't exist. And, like, be mad about those? By all means. Be mad about Anthem? By all means. Watching, considering the amount of time I've played 3 and played Mass Effect Andromeda, the level of bullshit that happened around those make me almost sick to my stomach uh. because it's like what is wrong with you people like not <laughs> what to is wrong perfect. with you people i feel like i'm taking crazy pills <laughs> <laughs> not to say that they're perfect there's a big difference between perfect and this game broke and i want my money back. right there is a big difference between those two and neither of those ones approached the level hmm. and it drives me nuts to watch hundreds or thousands of people online bullshitting about those things yeah that's 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 fair enough of this enough of this nonsense negativity let's move on to something fun i've got something fun <laughs> for you here came out uh the shortlist put out the 10 best schwarzenegger films and i obviously bit and <laughs> i would like to go through this list and point out its flaws <laughs> Shall i thought we were doing a positive thing <laughs> we are we are uh the fact that this list exists Huge win. <laughs> All right. Number one. Oh, well, number 10 on the list. <laughs> Can't even do numbers right. Number 10 on the list is The Last Stand. To be honest with you, never heard of it. <laughs> uh, I'm not familiar. Uh, so that apparently is on Prime right now. So I'm going to, I might give that a go just because, you know, Schwarzenegger movie. Why not? Anyway, that's number 10. We're going to move on from there. Number nine is Twins. Now, I'm a fan of Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I feel like he's got a lot of movies. The fact that Twins is on the top 10 list is interesting to me. <laughs> it's okay. There's a, there's, a, there's a movie on this list that is 
is a uh, it's ab- there's a movie that's absent from this list that that bothers me, which we'll get to towards the end. Uh, number eight on the list is Conan the Barbarian, which I realize I haven't seen that movie in a really long time, and I think it would be really fun to do that. Um, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I've ever seen all of that. Mm. I what I have seen all of is Red Sonia. Oh yeah, she's also in as Conan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's the barb- but I've seen, there I've also Sonia, seen parts. Barbar- of- he's Conan Bar- Barbarian, and uh, what's the other one? The Destroyer. Is that the other one? He's in another Conan movie. Oh, okay. Uh, so I've seen part of Conan the Barbarian. I'm pretty sure I've seen all of Red Sonia once or twice. But the problem is, I forget which parts belong to which movie. Mm, yeah, I'm a hundred percent with like, you. Other than like the big fight scene between him and Red Sonia, obviously happens in Red Sonia. <laughs> or does? <laughs> uh, number seven on the list, uh, and this is just an outrage. That's number seven. But less action hero. It is a clearly a top three <laughs> film for Schwarzenegger. Last Action Hero on, is tremendous. That was on one of the movie channels a lot within the past couple of weeks. I actually want to see if I can fire it up if it's on when I'm like on. Uh, it's so that. good. I'm ready to do that. When you are, I'm ready. The problem is my watching schedule now is very, it has to be very scheduled. That's fair. That's fair. This uh, is worth your time though. So, this, this Last Action Hero rewatch. Sure. It's just the problem is right now. Everything. Is I think good. we should watch this together. I mean, I'm I think okay. that would be. I think that would be enjoyable. Uh, number six on the list is Commando. Probably right in the right spot. Yeah, hmm? that's around the six right. Six Commando. Spot, yeah. Number five is The Running Man. Uh, that's one that I want to see. I've oh really? Oh, we should yeah. watch that together. That probably doesn't hold up. So I'd be very curious. Like I'll I'll <laughs> still like it, but I can imagine like I know like there's some there's some really rough delivery of lines in those movies. Uh, okay. In the movie specifically from that like uh, like eighties ish era, it's, it's at least rough. I it was like it was, at least I don't think I've seen any of that one, but I know that's one that like I have earmarked as eventually I'll try to get. I'm to pretty that. sure the Running Man is I'll be back. I think that's where that originated. I'm really? pretty sure. Um, number four is the Terminator. Fair okay. enough. I guess the I guess it's got to be up there. Yeah, the original. Uh, I'm gonna ask. The- I'm guessing T T two is gonna be T- top three, yeah, right? Of course. Uh, the Terminator is like it. It's it just it has to be in the top ten list. Yeah, I would have pushed it yeah. lower down. I honestly would have put that behind Command. Oh yeah, I think so too. Number three, we got Total Recall. Okay, yeah. perfect. That that belongs. Good shot. Good shot. Uh, number two is The Predator. Or sorry, Predator. I realize if I say The yes. Predator, I'm talking about a completely different movie. Yes. Number th- number two is Predator, and number one is obviously Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Um, noticeable absence from this list. Top three: Jingle All the Way should be up there, and so ah! should. Uh, Jingle All the Way, Terminator 2, and uh, Last Action Hero are the top three Schwarzenegger movies, hands down. Uh, no arguments wow. allowed. <laughs> uh, I, I was actually okay with the top three. I was, I was good with... Like, you could quibble about the order, but, like, I think they got the right three for the top three. Uh, well, I think Total Recall, Predator, and Commando are good runners-up. And then, yeah. I, really, I'm not, it's not clear to me why Twins is on this list. Probably because it's him and his comedic, like... Then put Jiggle all the way on the list. It was going to be that or Kindergarten Cop. Oh, Kindergarten Cop. Anyway, this is a very strange list. I just feel like there was a lot of options. No no End of Days? (laughs) That movie. No no Eraser? Oh, Eraser. Right? Oh, my God. That gun? (laughs) 
Jesus Christ! That scene, right? That gun that was scene badass. With a with a knife in his belt buckle as he jumps out the airplane. Come on, it's so good. <laughs> I need a I need a John Mulaney breakdown of Eraser. That's what I need. <laughs> wow, that was random. Um, he does a great breakdown for a lot of movies. Eraser would be okay. perfect for his for his comedic delivery. But what about the Sixth Day? Sixth Day, I've got that one. You know who gave me that movie? Any cookie. Wait, what? Any cookie gave me the sixth day. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have like these these strange things. When I get a movie as a gift, I for whatever reason it really sticks with me that like who gave it to me. But yeah, anyway, that's one of them. That was a bizarre movie. Yeah. Um the funny thing was a couple months ago, like within like I'm gonna say within twenty twenty. Okay. Um I didn't have work that day. It was like a random day of the week. Woke up, did some yoga in the morning, flipped from YouTube to the TV, boom, six day. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. I've right. seen this movie. <laughs> I was like, I've seen this movie probably 10 times, but 20 years ago. Because mm-hmm. it came out literally 20 years ago. And I'm like, I don't 100% remember what's going on right now. Like, I remember what the movie's about. The big picture mm-hmm. plot points. But I had a couple of like moments during that where I was like, forgot they were in this movie. Also, what's going on? Also, forgot how specifically the year 2000 Oh, was. yeah. Oh, yeah. We've talked about that in the past when we did Bedazzled. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, the years between specifically 1999 and 2001, yeah. all, every single movie, with the exception of some like very, very like out- there like sci-fi like stuff like like that's like just like in a setting that's not like traditional like like our world say uh-huh. like any other movie within those three movie years you know is right it's it's the, it's that specific. it's that four-year period where we almost had special effects <laughs> <laughs> no but it's not just that for whatever reason i don't know if it was like the union was uh, like specific to that, or if there was only one person who was allowed, literally one person who was allowed to do set design for every single movie, but every yeah. office and house looks exactly the same. Oh exactly yeah, hundred percent. It's manufactured. It's manufactured, and it's like brought in on the truck. So you got that. You have uh, there's there's and the a, cinematography in those scenes. Absolutely, is exactly, absolutely. The same. And then also somebody because at it's some different point in like drops from a high place and falls very far well usually there's that too but i was saying saying that the cinematography can be different during certain action sequences like sci-fi like things or whatever but anytime someone is just in an office or just in a home the set design and cinematography exactly the same every single movie made in that three-year span Mm -hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm, I'm telling you, this might have to do with the fact that, again, when we almost had special effects, maybe it is the same scene, and they just put different people's faces on the actors and actresses. <laughs> I think that's what it was. That's how they got away with it. Man, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time, but I will tell you what. What's on my mind right now is I need a fork and copy of Eraser. Like, that needs to happen stat. <laughs> when this show is over, well, I am going to see if I, if I could buy that right now online. <laughs> Well, it's funny because End of Days definitely resonated with you as a child, like when it came out. Oh, yeah. Because I, rem- I remember when that movie came out because I remember how obsessed you were with it for like eight months. Uh-huh. But <laughs> watching your reaction to me mentioning the six day in Eraser, specifically Eraser, yeah. 
I'm so glad that I was able to elicit those Dude, responses from you. Like, I have triggered those memories in my parents' house at the bottom of the steps in the basement, where we have that very strange. I'm sure you, if you, if you were born somewhere in the late '80s to the early '90s, you probably have this little cabinet thing where you push on it and the doors swing open and <laughs> the, the VHS tapes go in it. Huh? Yep. those? I've got those now. Mind you, what, the beautiful thing about the, the, this cabinet, in particular, is that we were we had that little that little unspoken partnership with Select Video next to the pizzeria, so we would get these random movies and we would just get to keep them. Uh, Eraser was one of those movies because my dad would come home, bless his soul, with <laughs> these, with with Schwarzenegger movies for me. Uh, now I have a copy of Eraser that is now. I, this is you're gonna. I want to see like how how much you remember this. It's a the movie in the obviously it's a it's a paper cardboard box right that's that slips over this now it, it covers it covers what uh, five of the six surfaces on that on that uh, or sorry seven of the eight surfaces on the yep, on that movie it, it slides yep, over yep, the top hundred percent hundred percent now 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 mind you this came from a VHS rental shop. Right, a mom and pop rental store. Mm-hmm. So that thing is inside of a plastic case, where you squeeze the side, and the movie Wait. slides out of the bottom. <laughs> the cardboard is inside yes. the plastic. <laughs> Usually, you get one or the other. <laughs> it's inside of it, and on the side, on the side of the VHS tape, there's like the or, or the box uh, plastic contraption, which is like so dirty that you can't even see through it anymore uh you squeeze the little edge and the movie slides out of the bottom because you're like releasing the little area where it could slide out of anyway it's funny because i remember i remember that thing Mm -hmm. that contraption but not super well because none of the places near me had it sure what i had blockbuster and i had a hollywood video oh (laughs) (laughs) so everyone knows that the blockbuster case the way it clicks open oh, yeah. and close of course. Right? hollywood video similar but more finicky uh-huh. and both of those things paled in comparison to the old school soft-ish plastic the disney case vhs yeah. thing that clicked shut but only the first several times it did it because eventually it started to mush right it wouldn't click so much as just right right the, the disney case that is like two millimeters too large to fit in any standard VHS cabinet. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what it was? It was the little bit of border that would. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the yeah, Blockbuster yeah. case had like a 16th of an inch border around yeah, the actual like frame of the case. Mm-hmm. And the Disney one had like a half inch border around oh, the whole man. thing. There's something special about coming home with a Blockbuster box. Cracking it open, putting that movie in, or better yet, yep. when it was an N sixty four rental game, and you crack it open and you pull out Buck Bumble for the first time, and you realize this is a mistake. <laughs> it sure is, because I'm not familiar with Buck I Bumble. A lot of games. There's a lot of disappointments on the N sixty four. That the funny thing is though that reminded me of listening to a radio show today. I was listening to the Dan Levitard show, and they were talking about if there was a, there was a a question and it was if you were about to get into a fight a serious fight with someone but you were living in a movie mm. what would the song that played as the fight was about to start be mm. and everyone had to pick their own fight and someone picked knuck if you buck 
<laughs> but what's funny about that is it's on live radio. So he walked very thin uh-huh. line. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, you decided. And it was one of the producers in the back, not one of the hosts. So it was like, they have to be like, you know, I'm going to say something now. They key the mic on and then say, knuck of you buck. And it's like, and they were like, you took the time <laughs> to come to the microphone. Make the conscious choice that you're going to say those words. <laughs> you nailed it. But do you realize how thin the ice <laughs> Can you say knuck if you buck ten times? Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, my God. That's, that's pretty great. Uh, what other news and nuggets do you have? I'm fresh out. Oh, okay. Uh, well, we did Project Maverick. Uh, how about... <laughs> I'm just going to let you peek into my world here mm. a little bit. My note here, bloodshot, question mark? Okay. <laughs> do you remember what it is? No, I okay. do. Um, I was hoping that was going to trigger something in you. So you remember that movie, Bloodshot, that Vin Diesel's going to be in? That who's in? Vin Diesel. Bloodshot? Yes. Uh, I can't say that I remember that. And so it's funny because I remember a while back them announcing it, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck that means. And so then it was like, oh, it's a superhero. Like, it's like a comic book movie. Like, he wanted to play this character. They're going to do this movie. It was like, okay, cool. I don't care. Um, and I was like, oh, like, it's just one of those things I'll file away until, like, there's a trailer somewhere. And the trailer came out a couple months ago. I never saw okay. it. And then I didn't hear anything about it again. Just like I hadn't heard anything about it between the announcement that he was going to be in the movie and the trailer. And then I was sitting down to dinner tonight watching TV. And there was a commercial for Bloodshot, which is out March 13th. Ma- this March? Yeah, like nine days from now. Release March we're, 13th, we're recording 2020. March, we're recording March 4th, in case you couldn't figure it out, guys. Um, yeah, so in nine days, a movie. Oh my god. Big-ish movie, blockbuster-ish movie, comic book movie, superhero movie, starring Vin Diesel. It's coming out in nine days. With zero marketing and promotional material. Yeah, so now you understand why I've said bloodshot question mark in my notes. Because I'm like, oh my god, that's coming out in less than two weeks. And I have not thought about that movie. Oh my god. In months. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over for a second because I have the IMDb page up right now. And it has a tagline. And that tagline reads, being a hero is in his blood. <laughs> <laughs> I love terrible movies. Oh, me too. Oh, you want a terrible movie plot? This is the plot. The IMDb synopsis. Ray Garrison, a slain soldier, is reanimated with superpowers. That's it. <laughs> Can confirm, in the 30-second commercial, there was a line. A lot of soldiers died. You were the first one that we successfully reanimated. Oh, my God. I'm paraphrasing slightly, but I'm pretty sure I know. What I want to know is how this movie has a set number of stars already. From They made a big deal about this movie that, that Vin Diesel wanted to make this movie. That he wanted to be this character. And I was like, oh, that's going to be a movie that gets a lot of backing when it comes out. It's going to get a lot of promotion. You're not going to hear the end of this movie when it comes out. Vin Diesel, big star comic book movie that he wants to do. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like I'm not going to put it on the same level as like Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool, but it's like the movie's not getting made unless it's Vin Diesel wanting to make it type of deal, right? 
I have not thought about this movie in eighteen months. That's ridiculous. I, I I'm I'm trying to think back and like I don't remember Pitch Black being promoted very well either. Was that the first of them yeah, all or the last? That was the of first them one. Okay, so I didn't even know that movie existed until I saw Chronicles of Riddick. Okay, that's interesting. Maybe who? I, rem- I remember here? a ton of. I I I have no idea. I don't even couldn't even tell you if it was DC, if it was Marvel, if it's Dark Horse. I have no idea what Bloodshot is. I'm gonna be honest with you. This ridiculousness of it not being promoted makes me want to see it, and maybe that's the system working. So Dave Wilson's directing it. I know a Dave Wilson. Who's Dave Wilson? You ask. <laughs> is it <laughs> him? <laughs> I was- I was going to say, who's Dave Wilson, you ask? I don't know. Dave Wilson's Jay's oh, old roommate. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know who Dave Wilson is? Oh, I'm about to find out. He has never directed anything. Sweet. Do you know what all of his credits are? Video games? Visual effects credits for video games. Star Wars The Old Republic, Knights of the Eternal Throne, which was an expansion of that MMO. Star Wars The Old Republic, Knights of the Fallen Empire... Another expansion of that game. The Division. Avengers Age of Ultron. Which I guess was the movie. Elder Scrolls Online. Cinematic trailer. He's directed a bunch of trailers for video games. That's kind of cool. Bioshock Infinite. Guardians of Middle-Earth. Planet Side 2. Hey, good for him. Star Wars The Force Unleashed. 2. You know what? I take it it all back. Mass Effect 2? He he directed the trailer for Mass Effect 2. And Halo Wars? Which... By the way, Mass Effect 2 trailer was really badass. All right, we're going to have to check this out. He also directed a, a TV series short. What, what, Bloodshot or the Mass Effect 2 trailer? Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, no, legitimately, this isn't even my bias. The Mass Effect 2 trailer is badass. All right, I'm going to, you know what? I'm in. I'm going to go see this. March 13th. Seriously, I'm going to see this in a, in a week. He dir- he directed one episode of a TV short. This is this is all right. Yeah, everybody's gonna start somewhere, Al. Maybe this guy's a tremendous director. You don't know. Yeah, but you don't know. That's not how you. No, I'm going in positive. You, this is not how you get your start. You get your start by doing something that doesn't matter. You don't get your start by doing a quote unquote superhero movie that's gonna matter with a big bankable movie star, like. Although obviously the way Decidedly they're promoting not it, they're not matter by the-, <laughs> the movie's coming out at the beginning of March, middle and of March. And I've never <laughs> Yeah, so but like in theory, you would have expected when they announced it, the way they talked about it those first few weeks when they announced it, I assumed this movie was gonna matter. I'm not saying I assumed it was gonna be good. I assumed it was gonna matter. This movie doesn't matter at yeah, all. Dave Wilson's gonna crush it. Aza Gonzalez, isn't it? Alright, we're we're seeing this. It's it's settled. She was the one from Baby Driver, right? Yes. Well, that was a ridiculous story. Yes. What else you got? As I want to do. Oh my god, Winston, Winnie the Bish. Yes, Winnie the Bish? Yes. Winston is puzzling. <laughs> Winston's puzzling. See, I always think of... <laughs> uh, whenever I think of Winston, I always think of... It's a classic Winston and Cece mess, mess around. around. <laughs> <laughs> guy, guy Pierce is in this movie. You know he's going to be the bad guy, right? I mean... Doesn't have, he doesn't have a, an, a character name. I know. I'm assuming he's a villain. There's a person on this cast roster that has a character name of Tech Number 2, and there are one, two, three... <laughs> there are four people that are not credited as specific characters. 
I am always confused by crediting on IMDb before movies come out. Because I always get confused by them when they've already come out. And until I realize, oh, they're doing it alphabetically or by order of appearance. Oh, like sometimes it takes me a minute. No. No one. Oh, Al. I've got bad news. What? There are two people credited as tech number two, and there's no tech number one. <laughs> I'm gonna hope there is also a that's Merc just a typo. two, <laughs> and there's no Merc one, and it's not <laughs> number two. It's just two. <laughs> Can uh, we get our naming conventions correct? Either it's number two or it's two. We don't get to have both types. This um, all right? But yeah, I always like I always get thrown by that when like an, a movie has already come out, right? And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, because it's very easy to see when it's alphabetical. It's very easy to see when it's you know the biggest star and then it's like descending order but i always get thrown when it's order of appearance but it's not said and i'm like who the fuck came up with this cast list? we're gonna we'll have to get into that with uh jay and silent bob reboot when we get to the cast list yeah Very, that's a movie that does uh, it, not even not even the imdb one the imdb one matches the movie which is interesting well well the imdb one i think was alphabetical it took me a second to realize it. oh okay okay that makes sense uh because well, joey lauren adams Affleck, okay, that makes sense. Like, let me let me. Uh, we're gonna go through this real quick. Uh, we're not gonna go through the actor names. We're just gonna go through the character names uh, because this is important. Because this movie has 19 people, of which I'm pretty sure 16 are extras. So we have Jimmy Dalton. We have blank. We have Ray Garrison slash Bloodshot. We have blank. We have Axe. We have blank. We have Wilfred. Wiggins, Nick Barris, we have Eric, first name, he's gonna die, we then have blank, we have tech number two, we have Mombasa Gunman, we have British Man, Truck Diver, Barris Merck, tech number two again, Mamba's Hostage, Merck 2, German Man, in parentheses, uncredited. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, this movie's going to be tremendous. It's going to be the best movie of the year. I mean, I think the gist of this character is he gets shot and then Dies. the bullets don't hurt him or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, they actually might make him stronger. I oh, God, I, I hope this. that's the case. <laughs> like, a, like he there's soaks some, him up. There's something going on with specifically, like, he gets shot, the bullet goes through him, and there's something with his blood. I don't know exactly. Like in the mask? Confusing. When the bad guy puts the mask on, and they shoot him with the Tommy guns, and he sucks up all the bullets, and then he shoots them back out <laughs> with his mouth. <laughs> uh, we need more movies like this. The one thing I need to find out before we continue on with this or whatever is... Oh my god. This, okay, so you know what? I take it all back. There's no chance this is good. You don't say that. First of all, it's made by Sony. Second of all, it's from Valiant Comics, which I don't know what that is. You're judging this movie real hard... Yeah, because a guy who does video game trailers is directing So, it. what if he wants to move into motion pictures? Then you don't do this Why? movie. You don't know. You're not in the biz. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm adjacent to it. Like, I... like. God, I really... No, I want this movie to rock so hard. <laughs> you don't understand. I just want I you to be so that. wrong about this. For Dave Wilson's sake. I have nothing against Dave Wilson. Like I said, I'm a fan <laughs> of the Mass Effect 2 cinematic trailer, but... 
Um, Valiant Comics, like I said, I mean, there's only two comic companies that everyone knows is DC and Marvel. And I knew the third, which is Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything past there's a lot, there's a lot this. This would be from Valiant. What? There's a lot out there. Yeah, but they don't matter. Wow. Wow, you're just rude right now. You're just so rude. Yeah, I, I, I regret nothing. I'm not taking it back. Tell me I'm wrong. You, I mean, you are. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. What else you got? Because is it time for fun and games? Because I think I have a good one. I have one final. Give me the yeah. final now. Sorry. Uh, waiting for the page to load. No time to die. Latest Bond movie delayed until November. What? This was announced this, was, this, was announced this afternoon. No Time to Die, James Bond's latest film, has been delayed until November 2020, quote, after careful consideration and thorough evaluation of the global theatrical marketplace, end quote. They're afraid people aren't going to go to the movie theater. Yes. Got Um, it. Here's a question. The decision was, was, I'm I'm jumping Uh down. The decision was likely due to global threat of COVID-19, a.k.a. coronavirus. Fuck you. Basically, they're afraid that the box office receipts are going to be unduly low because of this. Yeah. Let's wait till it gets Facts. cold again. Uh, here's, a, here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't this movie pushed up from November at one point? Was it? I could have sworn that it was originally supposed to come out in November. I don't remember. I could be wrong about that. It's just whatever. You know what? That's... Uh, that's such horseshit. Release the movie. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, there's been some rumors about stuff like GDC was canceled. Some other conventions might be canceled. Those I can understand. Because yeah. it's like thousands upon thousands of people packed into the same area, right? Sporting events. Right, and Italy they all, and they all always like, get sick. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, Italy, like, the nation of Italy has said, like, all of their sporting events for the next month are going to be played... With no one in the stands. <laughs> it's going to play FIFA. And, yeah. Um, which, which, is, which is an odd thing. Oh, speaking of soccer, I forgot. I did not have inter- internet service. I meant to bring this up. Briefest of Nugget. Just wanted to mention it to you. Did you know that Hans Zimmer wrote a theme for the MLS? What? I know. We're going to have to listen to it after okay. we're done. Or maybe you can cue it up while I finish talking and we can listen to it together. But apparently he wrote a theme. And I heard from soccer fans... That it gives them chills. I mean, if it's Zimmer, not, I would I've assume not, so. I've not heard the theme, so I can't even tell you if you're going to find the right thing or not. I'm assuming you'll be able to find the right thing. But yeah, how weird is it that the Major League Soccer hired Hans Zimmer to write them a theme? I think it's what they play over like the players like coming out onto the field for announcements or whatever. But regardless, back to this thing. Movie theaters? Like, a hundred people go into one theater together. Do we really need to cancel people watching movies? Like, sporting events... 80,000 people, sure. Conventions, tens of thousands of people in the same place, sure. Do we really need to cancel a screening of a movie that's going to have 100 people? Do you have words you want to say to that? Or you oh, shake your head at I was talking. My, uh, I was muted because I was typing, and I didn't want the typing to come through. <laughs> Sorry about that. I found the... Uh, no, this is ridiculous. Release the movie. Uh, <laughs> that's all. No, I, have a, I, I believe I found it. Listen to the anthem in the video below. All right. Here we go. This should be this should be Hans Zimmer's. I hope you get Rick rolled. MLS. Oh god, that would be so messed up. <laughs> All right, that is a commercial which we're not allowing to play. 
I, I was gonna say that doesn't sound like something. Imagine that was him. He just like went off the fucking wall. <laughs> He's just bonkers now. All right. And now that the ad is over, I will be unmuting. All right, here we go. Hello, I'm Hans Silva. It is an honor to create the new analysis for Major League Soccer as part of its 25th season celebration. With this composition, I try to give fans and the players a feeling of anticipation, drama, and excitement. Everything that makes this game Bow. <laughs> So good. (laughs) Damn. All right, Hans. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were aware of this because I know you love him so much, and I know you used to kind of be into soccer, but I know it was more like international, not yeah. like MLS per se. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That was amazing. Yeah, I heard. I, I was. I heard something about this the other day, and I was like, "Wait, I feel like Hans Zimmer writing a theme for a major sports league." Should be bigger. Yeah, seriously. Uh, it's just also like, I love how in this article, it's like he's making the theme for soccer. Basically, like, Hans Zimmer is now in charge of the theme for soccer. That's one. Hans Zimmer is right. soccer. Which also, it's like, <laughs> Zimmer is currently authoring the score for the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, which will be released in April. Wrong. <laughs> Get your facts right, MLS.com. <laughs> well, that... That press release was probably from weeks ago, and this story about the movie being delayed was literally like eight hours. I ago. know, I know. I'm just, I'm just salty. <laughs> Shall we get into some fun and games? Yes. Please. All right, Al. Which view askew? Which view askew? Universe character are you? I don't know how to say that word. Askew universe. View askew universe. View askew universe character are you? You ready for this? Ooh, hang on a second. Before we go into this, I want to pick my view askew universe. Ooh, character. okay. And I'm going to pick... Shit, I forgot the character's name. Whatever the priest was from Dogma, played by George Okay, Holland. got it. <laughs> I don't know why he cracks is, me up in that movie. He's pretty great. All right, you just saw something you weren't supposed to see. What do you do? Confront someone who think is... What, not, confront someone who you think is involved or tell the cops. Never speak of it again. Tell everyone you know what you just saw. Tell your best friend about it. Tell my best friend nice. about it. All right, what song? I mean, we we've we've said we've discussed the story. I don't remember if we discussed it on the show or not, but I know I've discussed it with you that I have watched my best friend having sex against yeah. my will. So, no. uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what song is your jam? I want you back by the Jackson Five, Beverly Hills by Weezer, 1999 by Prince, What I Got Sublime. None of those are really my jam. I'll go with the Weezer mm-hmm. one. It's a good choice. All right. 
All right. What is your favorite thing to do in the whole world? Read comic books, do a bunch of stuff, be creative, sleep, watch movies, play with animals, read, make jokes. Uh, I'll go with watch movies, but if I had chosen comic books, does that automatically make me... I I don't know, probably. Who is your boss? A company? Nobody. I'm my own boss. A higher power than me. Becky. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I guess a company. Okay. Who gets on your nerves? Customers? The laws? My ex? Haters. Haters. <laughs> Hater tots. I mean, we had a whole... I had a whole That's rant true. like 30 minutes ago about that. What would make you want to leave a party? No good conversation. Something bad happened. There's nothing fun to do. Your ex showed up. No good conversation. Okay. What movie do you like better? Forrest Gump or Empire Strikes Back? Empire. It's pretty obvious. What director do you like best? Stanley Kubrick, Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg. Who? Um, Scorsese. Okay. What would ruin your day? You got fired from your job. You broke your leg. You lost your credit and debit card. You lost a lot of money in a bet. You got in trouble with the law. You horribly embarrassed yourself. Broke my leg. Seems rough. What is the best Jay and Silent Bob quote? Dot, dot, dot. I got nothing. Yeah, Silent Bob, you're a rude motherfucker, you know that? But you're cute as hell. <laughs> Snooch to the motherfucking nooch. You know, sometimes I wish I did a little more with my life instead of hanging out in front of places selling weed and shit. Like maybe be an animal doctor. Why not me? I like seals and shit. The sign on the back of the car said, Critters of Hollywood, you dumb fuck. <laughs> B- <laughs> Bitch. What you don't know about me, I can just about squeeze in the Grand Fucking Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> this was my favorite line or the one that close? Uh, your favorite. Most closely. What is, what is the uh, best, go, it says? Uh, I'm going to go snooch to the bitch. Okay. Snooch to the nooch. Who, who's your favorite reoccurring actor in Kevin Smith films? Jason Mewes, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Jason Lee. Jason yeah, I, Lee. I, hands down. <laughs> Jason Lee. Uh... Last question. What character is your least favorite? Caitlin Bree, Mr. Svenning, Banky Edwards, Lance Picklefucker Dowds, Brent, or Golgotha? <laughs> Wait, who is the Picklefucker? Who is it's, it? Uh, it's Jason Lee, but he's uh, he eats in Clerks too. I don't know if you saw that one. Oh! Yeah, where so you get Picklefucker gave us treats. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wait, who's my least yeah. favorite character you said? Can you give me the sure. list again? Caitlin Bree, Mr. Svenning, Banky Edwards, Golgothan, Brent, or Lance Picklefucker Downs. Who is the first one? Caitlin Bree, she's from Clerks. The first yeah. one? Oh, I don't remember her. Okay. Um, I guess Gol- Golgotha? <laughs> the shit yeah. monster? Of course. Calculating results? They put a lot of effort to it. You got Brody! Nice. nice. That's a good okay. choice. It says, uh, the, the gift they chose is him getting held back by TS, and it says, what, you fuckers just think because I read comics I can't start some shit? <laughs> Which is a tremendous line. And, oh my god, he's on the escalator again! <laughs> <Great> <laughs> tremendous line. My favorite part of that movie is that one line in the distance where, there's a kid caught the escalator! <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the caption we got here is, you love comic books and live your life by them. Video games are something you like as well. You also love going to the mall and hanging out with your friends. 
You're very immature, a smartass, and can hold your own. You're also brave and can lighten anybody's mood. You know what to do when life throws you a curveball, and you better yourself when it does. Just because you read comics doesn't mean you can't start some shit. <laughs> I have to say, most of those things do not apply to me. No, not at all. But those are that was a better quiz than usual. I feel like yes. the options were pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, I think that's that. So, with fun and games being done, shall we get into our flick of the week? Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Released in 2019, rated R at an hour and 45 minute runtime. Jay and Silent Bob returned to Hollywood to stop reboot of the Blunt Man and Chronic movie from getting made. I am so glad that we're finally here. I have now seen this movie about f- five times. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, I just so realistically in full, probably f- three or four, uh, and then like in the background, one or two times. It's just been on. I I genuinely enjoy this movie like a lot. So why don't we kick off with our uh, tweet length reviews, if you will? Okay, a fun, funny, nostalgic look back at the Viewers Universe. So many years later, fan service incarnate in the best possible way. Nice. That's actually pretty close. To what I have. so I have a uh, Kevin Smith returns to his true form for a trip down nostalgia lane in this feel good manifestation of friendships forged over the past thirty years. Eight out of ten. Uh, I gave it a 7 out of 10. That's fair. means a little bit more, I feel like, to me. Uh, it's more my wheelhouse. It does. Uh, the thing is, I enjoy the movies, but, like, very specifically, like, I love Mallrats. I like Clerks mm-hmm. too. I really enjoyed Dogma, though I only saw it the one time, and, like, I saw a bit of it another time. Um, I'm, like, I tried coming back to it and watching... I just can't get over chasing Amy. I love Hon- honestly, I I don't remember the first Clerks that okay. well because I watched it late at night, and I think I might have dozed. Been I don't think I actually dozed, but I was getting really close, so like you just don't retain mm-hmm. it. Um, and I'm well, I saw Jay and Silent. My brother loves Jay and Silent Bob mm-hmm. Strike Back. I think that and Mallrats are the only ones he's even seen. That's so funny to me because I feel like Jay, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is lower on the list for me than any of the other ones. Yeah, it's not as good as the mm. other ones. And it's also like the most inside of all yeah. of them. Like to kind of have a full appreciation of that movie, you have to have seen Oh yeah, movies, absolutely. Which like he hasn't seen like any of which the That's so funny. <laughs> any of Dogma. Like, <laughs> yeah. Any of Chasing Amy. Yeah. But he loves Jay and Silent Bob, and like I feel like the he would he would like this one too, but it would be more because it was like a rehashing of the things that he found funny in the other one, rather than what they're based on. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. He probably would like this <laughs> one, but even this one like had like two really big, important, specific sequences. Uh, one early on with Brody, mm-hmm. oh, so good. One later, one later on with Holden, where it's like really deep into the yep. nitty-gritty of those In the movies. best way. Oh, God, so good. We'll get into that stuff, like, obviously. But before we do that, uh, a couple of things here. First off, I uh, there's... I got to... I, I saw this movie during the Roadshow. This this movie had an interesting release pattern, so they didn't actually wide-release the movie in theaters. What they did was they took it on this... the reboot Roadshow, where you bought a ticket, you got to go see the movie, and Kevin Smith did one of his Q&As uh, afterwards, spoke a little bit before the movie. Uh, I... 
they did a lot of these. I didn't realize how many they did. And I think they're actually still going. Uh, the last one is going to be at... Really? They're going to finish it up um, at uh, the new Smod Castle, which is actually going to be in Leonardo, New Jersey, by the uh, where uh, attached to where the, the old Quick Stop was. Uh, where it is it actually it's still the, the quick stop's there it's going to be the building next to it's vacant they're taking over that but anyway that's where the last one's supposed to be i believe it's sometime in april but um i, I think it's actually a pretty cool concept they they realized and we talked about this a little bit last week about like what does it cost to distribute a movie they they took this approach of we're going to sell you a little bit of a premium price ticket but you're going to get like a night out out of it you go to this thing it's a long mm-hmm. night you get to it's usually in a pretty cool theater. For uh, when Kim and I went, we went to the Count Basie. So like you know, you can get some beers and you get some snacks and stuff, and you hang out. You have a really good time. Everybody's there because they're fans. Like it's just it's a really good vibe all around. It was pretty cool. I, I liked that approach. I just I was looking forward to seeing it again in theaters, and then realized that that wasn't going to happen. Which kind of which was a little bit of a bummer, but not so much because I got to see it. Uh, you know, released with people that I knew would enjoy it. Uh, that being said, when it released on Blu-ray, I was like. Oh, it's out like already like great, uh, and then I got to watch it a bunch of more times. <laughs> which uh, and every time I watch the movie, I enjoy it a little bit more. There's there are countless references and callbacks, and each time I watch it, I spot another one, and it just it just makes me giddy because this is really just him having his fun. I feel like and in like it's just in the best way. He's like it's very self aware <laughs> of how ridiculous it's being in that it breaks the fourth wall numerous times to sometimes flip you off as the audience, which I thought was clever. Uh, but well specifically that conversation yeah. with Brody in which they were explaining what which, it's just was, amazing. Was literally a Absolutely. Well and, and so much so that Jay does flip off the audience when they break the wall and they look at you. Which is yeah. just great. Kevin does his his like shrug smile. Brody does a little shrug and a laugh, and, and Jay Muse is just flipping off the camera, which is just beautiful. But uh, it's funny because it was both flipping off Hollywood and also absolutely us at the same absolutely. Time. Uh, it's just it, it really is. It's just a good time if you like Kevin Smith. If you like any of the stuff that he's done, like there's no reason you wouldn't enjoy this. My mileage. With him, very some obviously is uh, just detailed. I never saw Jersey Girl, which it's funny the digs that, that one ruined my career. <laughs> um, I never saw Yoga Hosers or Tusk. The Tusk <laughs> joke was funny. They mentioned Yoga Hosers yep. as well. Um, I never, yeah, I never saw Jersey Girl. Um, the funny thing to me, uh, and I guess this is technically pre spoilers, not too much of a spoiler, did not expect this movie. To grandfather in Zach and Miri mm. as a view of universe oh, yeah. movie because Brandon St. Randy Absolutely. is in the movie and I was not Such expecting a that. Good he character. was great as always. I don't even really like Justin. Oh Bob, no, but he's great as that he, character. He, he... No, I mean, like I don't dislike him. He annoys me in mm-hmm. some roles. I don't mind him in other roles. Um, but he's hilarious. God, he's as so Brandon good. Randy. He's and I loved how he was, even though the, he was in that scene. And Craig Robinson. Craig Robinson's in that scene too, but he's not playing no. the same character from Zack and Mary. His name was a, it perfect. Yep. Uh, Judge Jerry and Executioner. Yep. <laughs> the Honorable Jerry and Executioner. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand why Joe Manganiello was the bailiff. I don't understand why Frankie Shaw is the prosecutor. 
Um, they're both I just think, there. I think they're friends and fans, is from what I understand. Oh, I, were they? Because they weren't. Neither of them was in any. Of the I don't other think movies. so. I know. Um, I know. Frank Frankie Shaw to me will always be Sammy's sister from Blue Mountain State. Even though she, I've seen her in other mm-hmm. things, she was in actually most of the first season of Mr. Robot. Um, with a fairly important role. I don't know why I had no idea she was in it. <laughs> Joe Manganiello is just kind of exists weirdly well, in the world. He's into D&D from what I understand and there's a actually there's an episode of Big Bang Theory where a bunch of these people get together and are playing Dungeons and Dragons. Thing. Him and Kevin Smith are both in that episode at Will Wheaton's house playing D&D and I don't know if there's like a bond that was forged somewhere in that situation, but it seems like it's like right in line with everything else going on with this movie. Okay. I also there's a lot of it's just really funny. There's a lot of nods and jokes throughout the movie of like making the movie and like guilting people into being in it by having a heart attack. Like it's just it was just very silly. It's that very funny. funny. Also the cop out the, thing. I forgot about the, the cop out thing was cop out as well. <laughs> the fact that Kevin Smith is also in the movie is very good uh and more than that. And and that and that Silent Bob then pretends to be yep. Kevin Smith and his daughter is bossing yes. him around. So good. So, uh, overall, like, there's, uh, these characters have, like, they, they all are clearly having a laugh on screen, which is, like, from, from the things that I've heard from, like, interviews and stuff like that, being directed by him is just a good time. It's just, like, let's have fun making. That's good, because I actually got the impression there was a little bit of, and this isn't, like, any knowledge of behind-the-scenes stuff, just watching the screen. You're right, I agree. Everyone who had come back from other roles seemed like they are having some fun. I actually didn't 100% get that impression in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, uh, neither do I. It, right? There's a couple of them... Although they seem a little tired like of it. They're exasperated, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. I, I Definitely. But this time around, everybody seems to be in on the joke and really like laying into it and, and just like just eating up the scene when they're in it, just having a lot of fun. And it really just... It makes it so much... It's just so much... Like, so entertaining to watch. It's just really fun. You know what? It's a stupid thing to enjoy. I like that Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek were in this Absolutely. again as themselves. Yeah. And, uh, and that he calls him Pie Fucker. And everybody in the audience <laughs> goes, oh. <laughs> that, that, that was that good. That being said, uh, we're going to get deep into spoilers because a lot of this episode is probably just going to be rehashing just these really fun scenes that make it just, uh, it's just such, like, this is, this is my movie. This movie was made for me. <laughs> just, I really enjoy it. It's good because my concentration level is not great right now because I'm currently watching Nick Willenda walk over an active volcano. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of the flying, flying Willendas, he's walking a high wire above an active volcano. Naturally. It's, uh. It's, it's With a, that being said, <laughs> we're going to dive into our post-spoiler territory. Uh, if you are even remotely a fan of Kevin Smith, go see the movie. Rent it, buy it, whatever. I don't care. See the movie, then come back and enjoy this piece of it. And uh, and you can you can basically relive the movie with us here. Because that's what we're going to do. We're going to go through all these like these fun, ridiculous scenes. Um, starting off with... The movie opens ridiculously. The, just the, they're outside of the, of the quick stop and cock oh. smoker, which that... That, yeah, the, which is just such a smoker. dumb, a dumb joke. Uh, Coming soon, spelled. You know, uh, and the uh, the idea of having Jay run out uh, with the pot plants, and the cop saying "drop the plants," and him pulling his pants out was just so like I feel like they just wanted some way to get that scene back in the movie of him doing the Buffalo Bill. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they just needed a, a way to gratuitously reference that and have someone call him Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Captain, he has no dick. 
<laughs> the guy behind <laughs> freaking out. No, it's just tucked behind him. <laughs> so that and that that starts to so like it's like really it just like throws. Also, what us a in. random what a random place. I was say what a random place where David does mouse chain to pop up too. Like as like a swap member with yep. four lines. Yep, absolutely ridiculous. One guy eating popcorn, watching this all go down. This yeah. Also, Dante like <laughs> immediately ready to give up Randall. Like, oh getting yeah. Arrested at the beginning. That's, that's so. It's it's so silly. Actually, it was a shame how little he was in it. All like told, and like Randall wasn't. In yeah. It at all. No. I, Him, are they not on good terms? I have anymore no idea. Then? But um, because for a while they weren't on speaking terms, mm. and then they were again. And I, it's weird that Randall wasn't in it at all, and that Brian O'Halloran was in that for three seconds, and then played himself. In a panel, but had zero lines. Oh, he, he's in the movie four times. He is in the beginning. He is in that panel at uh, at Clerks. <laughs> the Clerks panel, which is a great scene where they're in black and white. And then Jay... The black and white. really silly. Good. And they both scream, ah! no! <laughs> and then uh, he also plays... Uh, oh, crap. What's his name? When he when he's on the news, he has a different name. Oh, you're right. I Gil Hicks. On the news. Oh, G- Gil was from I know, Mars. but I think that's... I feel like it's the same name when he's the news anchor. He's been the news anchor a couple times. Yeah, but anyway, he, so... I'm just saying, that that was that He's character. in that scene, and then he's also in the final scene uh, with there's gum in the lockers, which, which is just uh, amazing. Oh, by the way, for the past 25 years, Silent Bob and I have been coming here every night and jamming gum in the locks. <laughs> like, just going back to that at the quick stop. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just realized I didn't watch the last five. Oh no! <laughs> really? Did you get what happened? Was I was trying to finish it before what before eating dinner last night, and there like I clicked it, and there was like nine and a half minutes left on like the player. Oh no! And I was like, oh, I'll just finish watching it later, and then I totally forgot, and I'm just realizing now I didn't watch. Like I watched several minutes of them, the three of them outside the quick stop when they bring. Millennium Falcon to the quick stop. Oh, man. So you didn't see any of the post-credit scenes? No, I just realized right now I completely forgot to turn it back on and watch the last, like, five minutes. Well, let me me clue you in off to you. The very last one is when, is that, that's what Jay says. So he's like, oh, yeah. So Dante comes up to open the locks, and he looks at the lock, and he can't open it. He, like, throws his hands up. And Jay goes, for the past 25 years, Bob and I have been, son of Bob and I have been coming here every night and sh- jamming gum in the locks, which is just, which is just beautiful. <laughs> just to owe up, like own up to that. That's awesome. Two, there's a scene with Stan Lee where uh, he was supposed to, he was intended to be in the movie. Kevin Smith wanted him in the movie. And like, he's interviewing him and he tells him about it. And he's like all excited. He's like, let's run a few lines. And, and. He, Stanley is just like giddy in the scenes and he can't get the lines out and he keeps cracking himself up and he finally gets the line out and Kevin Smith doesn't respond and he goes you're not going to respond? and he goes Silent Bob he goes well they get Jay in here <laughs> it's really great and then probably my favorite post credit scene was another Ben Affleck scene where he's talking to Jay and he goes Yo, but Affleck was the bomb in Batman, though. <laughs> Which is just perfect. <laughs> oh, man. They, it, it, again, they're all, they all seem to be having a blast. So, they get arrested. We get into the courtroom. That's where we meet uh, Judge, Jury, and Executioner. Yeah. Uh, Justin Long, man, playing that character. He's, he, again, also having so much fun. But he does some of the most ridiculous facial expressions and 
and full body acting. In the- <laughs> yeah, he's a weirdly physical actor in that role. When they, when he goes, uh, he holds hands on the two contracts, and Bob is like, "We should like you know, pointing to Jay to read them," and Jay's like, "Just sign it." And they they cut over as they're leaning down to sign it, and his face is like, "What? <laughs> that was easy." Well, yeah, he goes, he's like, oh. and then he literally says, "I didn't think it would be that right. easy." <laughs> and then after their trial is over, and he. They go, it's very stiff, and then he walks around the tables to the other side. <laughs> so, it's so good. It really, it really cracks me up. He's just, he's just so funny. Justin Long really, I, I find him to be hilarious. I always think back of him being at, like, this, like, super geeky kid in Galaxy Quest, which is always yeah. fun. But see, like, I don't know, he's, like, annoying in that Yeah, role. he is annoying in that role. He is not annoying like in waiting. Like, he's supposed to be. In but... waiting, he's borderline, um, not waiting, accepted. He's Well, he's not annoying in waiting either. I feel like in accepted, he's borderline Ryan Reynolds. <sighs> it's like doing a bad Ryan Oh, you Reynolds think so? Show. I always found it funny. I, the movie is fine, I, I, but I wouldn't say that I particularly enjoyed him in the movie. Uh, um, I, you're right, I, was, I didn't, wasn't thinking about waiting. He, he's good in waiting. I'm eating but, a wad, man. Like, he, he, <laughs> I'm eating that? a wad, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, like I thought you like you're just supposed to laugh at him in dodgeball. Like he like kind of annoyed me. Mm-hmm. So it was like when he gets like rocked in the nuts with a dodgeball. Like I'm just laughing at his misfortune. Right. Like nah, not at really him as much. Him. Uh, back to the courtroom. Uh, one of probably the best lines. Of the Craig Robinson is just tremendous at delivering any line that is given to him. He is so funny. Yes. Uh, one of my favorites in this one particular were when he, they, uh, that movie sucked, that movie sucked balls, and then the bailiff goes, and asshole, and <laughs> Justin Long's character goes, oh, he goes, objection, no, nope, I'll allow it, that movie did suck balls, and asshole. <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh, man, so they lose their names, they're not allowed to use those anymore, they go to a, uh, which they then use them a lot. Like, I expected them to come up with ridiculous alter egos, mm-hmm. which, like, I guess they kind of did at one point or other, but, like, they didn't really stick to them. Don Juan Delanucci. Like, they were... And Roberto that- Silencio. <laughs> oh, yeah. The- yeah, Roberto Silencio, which is actually great. Yeah. Those names sound really made up. Fine, our names are Jay and Silent Pop. Somehow those sound <laughs> even more made up than the other names. Oh, that- when they're trying to get that... When they're trying to get the, um, the plane tickets... That that this particular shtick really cracked me up, and every time it cracks me up when she goes, "There's a weight problem," and his eyes get really wide, and he gets so mad. <laughs> the best part though was like they're doing that stupid joke that they did in the one of the Austin Powers, where she's like, "There's a weight problem." No, no, no. weight, yeah, problem. And then she goes, "Why don't you just ride, <laughs> ride me now? Like right now?" <laughs> Yeah, open up your ride chair and, you know, ride me. Oh, oh man. It reminded me of the, the one where they're in Japan and, and Austin's talking to the Japanese yeah. guy. And the subtitles keep coming up, but the subtitles are cut off. And you think he's saying something dirty. And then someone moves something and the subtitles oh. no longer cut off. And it's a completely innocent sentence. Yep. Oh, man, that's so silly. Here, please eat some shit. I, what he said? Please eat some shit. mushrooms. <laughs> when they when they finally get the rideshare app and they need to put the credit card in, and we get the Ralph Garman scene, which really I, I I think he's really funny. So having him in that scene was great, and it also again this one is just like it's just very well executed comedy where 
each beat makes me laugh a little bit harder than the last one when he's reading the credit card number and it's like five click <laughs> one click <laughs> well it was specifically okay now let me read out loud to you in a public place my credit card information as and like you just see the face that the two yep. of them make as he whips out the phone no. and like dramatically puts his finger up as he keeps dramatically like picking up the phone <laughs> not movie. ed ted ted underhill and then you start giving like 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 social security number or date of birth or something like that oh god it's so stupid it's it really is it's really silly uh Go, but before that scene, they got their little recap of like, well, they got their introduction to reboots and remakes, which was just really that we we mentioned that earlier in the show. But so that was so well done. That explanation of the remake versus the reboot was really good, versus the sequel, really good. <laughs> and just yeah. I love how they're getting all out of hand. So when he got, he gives the example of of uh blowing up a, a a space station while thwarting a man in a black mask and it's like no the force awakens <laughs> that's a reboot and then it goes through the whole thing what i loved is when they go um when jay says something about the marvel movies and he goes hey man <laughs> yeah, he out. those are marvel mas- cinematic masterpiece like it's so good. You gotta watch out for the mall rats. I don't see any kids around here. No, the actual mall rats. <laughs> I think he throws something in your yep, sweet yep, kid. So good. I love I love the character of Brody. Also, he's the one probably the most that's super into the character of like using the lines, the snoogans, the nooch, and then like really just having fun with it. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't say that Ben Affleck super seemed like Holden mm-hmm. in this movie. Um but yeah, Jason Lee was definitely Brody. Grown up, yeah, Brody. absolutely, absolutely, so good. I was, I was. Uh, he can be annoying sometimes with the over the top delivery, but um, the scene in Mallrats when they're in the elevator Passionate, and they end up yeah. having sex. <laughs> no, no, before that, diminished libido. <laughs> uh he's so good. I love those. These movies are so much fun. Uh, so we get a we well we we already talked about the uh, the fourth wall break earlier that they have which was just really really silly. Oh, you know what the other one was Hollywood doesn't even make squeakles, yo. And they both they both giggle yes. again. They're making <laughs> jokes about things that are not even there. Like, well, it's his, but like not even the in the in the view of Skewerbert. It's just really I I really love that. Uh, there was a so, lot of yeah between the Batman stuff with Ben Affleck Batman between stuff is so good. this yeah the squeakwall thing the um the this like the stupid like cop out like specifically Kevin Smith shit yep. you know cop out and Jer- Jersey Girl stuff I, I liked good. the um I liked when they so we we got we went to after the uh, the comic book book shop in the mall they go to get their plane tickets we get the fuck you money in the bag that says fuck you money which is just really <laughs> great. But uh, probably yeah. one of my favorite scenes in the movie is what follows next, which is the Loki scene. Which was, I think I might have had my phone up for a second while that was up, because I didn't get the transition into it. And I was like, oh, he's just monologuing It's just a quick narration Loki. of what's happening next in the movie. Yeah, and then he literally yep. narrates like the next scene during the transition. I was like, that was so random and immersion-breaking. Like, that's... Like, it's kind of funny, but honestly, like, that's not super great. 
like fan service. Oh, I I thought like, I thought it was the other th- because he plays Loki so well. He he plays back that Loki character that he had in Dogma so perfectly. Yes, but like stopping to meet Brody, stopping to meet Holden, like was organic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Also, I would have to say I was a little disappointed. I didn't check to see the status of the actor or whatever, but when they run into the security guard and the way they pan up over the back of him, and as much as I love Diedrich Bader... security dick. Um, <laughs> security dick. <laughs> I expected it to be the guy from Morris. Oh. LaForce? <laughs> yeah, LaForce. I was disappointed that he wasn't in it. I was like, that would have been... That would have been good. A stupid random, but like perfect for well, that no, for that, It makes sense because he was that same character in Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. Diedrich Bader was? Yeah, he was, uh, I don't he was playing it's been the a long same time character. I didn't realize. Yeah. That's funny. But LaForce would have been... Quietly with no lines would have been great. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, I love I loved the Matt Damon stuff. Uh, the the whole, uh, what is it? Re- my, my reborn identity. Boom! Pun game! Yeah, no, oh, some boy, you just got touched line. by an angel, son! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he had some funny lines. It was just... It wasn't nearly as seamless as the other ones were. Yeah, no, that, absolutely. It was. It was definitely a a, a a little bit of a rough transition, but I I thought it was very funny. Uh, we get them. Then we meet Fred Armisen, the ride me now driver, with uh, <laughs> yes. just with just this ridiculous like. I, I, it makes me wonder, like, was this piece of an improv the the whole somebody recently shit in the back seat? Like that whole thing didn't feel scripted. And he's no. he is known for like that improv style, so it's very possible that he was coming up with like I wonder if they took a few takes and he just like came up with things to say. A lot of Portlandia was definitely yeah. riffing. Like I know some of it was scripted, but a lot of it was riffing. So I yeah, obviously he's good at that sort of. Why stuff. do you have tater tots? Where did these come from? Well, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> the whole the whole thing he goes into about why he came up with this idea. They love tater tots, right? Wrong. <laughs> Hater tots means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and it attracts groups of people that I never wanted. Specifically, <laughs> white nationalists. <laughs> <laughs> his his delivery was really ridiculous. One of his best, uh, one of Fred Armisen's best scenes in the movie is when he's standing there with the joint in the in the background outside of the movies restaurant and he's getting the cops are coming after him and he just starts running away it's so funny (laughs) and he's just like pounding on the window (laughs) oh man god they they did the whole um they recapped like yelling at the kids online through the through the ride me now rating system which was just well done um uh i can't remember her name is it kate mc Mikuchi, uh, I can't remember her name, but the the girl that that's at the at the counter at the movies restaurant. Welcome to movies. Can I take? Oh, yeah. Are you in the mood for anything? She cracks me the, up too. Fir- yeah, she's been in like she's done some stuff for like Funny or mm-hmm. Die. I actually saw like recently she did like some like song with someone else. I forget who. It was ridiculous. Um, I think it was from a few years ago. Um, she's done like commercials, but the thing I know her from was she was in like the final season or two of Scrubs okay. and she plays like a ridiculous character and like she, she was funny in that she's super weird. She ends up 
marrying the janitor. <laughs> yeah, awesome. she married the. No, wait, no. No, no, no. Sorry. Not the janitor. She ends up with Ted the lawyer. Okay. That's who it was. Which is like super random. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so we get her, her character was funny. The whole Silent Bob showing her the eggplant on the phone. <laughs> No, old oh, man, yeah, you did funny. not just eggplant me. <laughs> He's trying to give me that old man. Dick. <laughs> uh, then the, there's obviously the forced line from his wife of "I just had, I just ate some vegan," which was very dumb, but pretty on brand for <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> uh, leaving there, we oh, see uh, Jay seeing uh, Boo Boo Kitty fuck on the. <laughs> <laughs> on the news was also I completely forgot. I was wondering how they were gonna like tie her into it, and then like, and then the whole thing with the kid was really funny. When the, we go to her house, also of all the of the ways for Rosario Dawson to show so up, good. I expected her to show up alongside uh, yeah Halloran, and instead she's playing an entirely different character. Is it Reggie this. Falcon? Is that <laughs> yeah? Which when she, when they said her name is Millennium Falcon, I was like. What and or how? And it's like, okay, you found a gratuitous way to name uh-huh. her Millennium Falcon, in which her, her mother has a like almost normal name in her last <laughs> the, name. The the pure delight <laughs> on Silent Bob's face when he hears the name is is perfect. <laughs> but uh, they get to that house, and I, I it, was, it was funny to do this whole thing where you know Jay has a kid and they do this. And actually, the whole the whole father daughter it was that. That whole storyline is actually very sweet throughout the movie. It's it's well, uh, it's it's you know, it's silly, I, yeah, but it's sweet. It was surprisingly well yeah. done. Yeah, it was like ridiculous, but like it it mm-hmm. works. But and having having Kevin Smith's daughter play Jay's daughter was actually very fun to have them like opposite each other, and then all of the jokes about how he always puts his kids in the movie. How Kevin's yeah, that, that was that funny. Was, Oh, I hate Kevin Smith. He always forces his daughter to be in all this, these different things. Uh, so silly. Uh, but they, uh, Jay and uh, Harley Quinn ended up having like a. They, they had some pretty like decent chemistry as like father daughter characters. Um, a fun fact: I don't know if you'd realize this, but but Amy Ben Affleck's daughter in the movie is Jason Mewes' kid. Like actual. Kid. Oh, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, so that's kind of cool too that they did that, but. Uh, they go on the whole. The, they go on the whole mission to Hollywood. Operation Predator Editor, which was ridiculous, with the Cannibal Run guy, was just absolutely too much. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie came when they were uh, drugged <laughs> with the edible chocolate and wake up, and Method and Red are driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> How how are you gonna talk about being a father when you're slinging cum all over the place? <laughs> oh my god, it's unseemly. <laughs> it's unseemly. That's a great. That was that was just a great uh, shtick. Also, the fa- the whole DVD red box, Netflix and chill, Hulu and Hump thing uh, was really <laughs> yes, yeah. And they called back the Hulu and Hump thing again it's later. Hulu and Hump day. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, it's so it's so stupid. Um, the whole thing with the the blueprints and plans was funny yeah. because that's what they did in Mallrats. Mm-hmm. But in this case, how well they were actually planned out, as opposed to all the ones that fucked up yeah. horrendously in Mallrats, these were all 
super perfect to the point where like when he attacks the pedophile, the final step which she wouldn't show him was he gets mad and attacks yeah. the pedophile. <laughs> so good. I I also I also love when they meet the rest of that crew and it's just like it's too much at first, but then it becomes funny when Jay's like, oh, terrorist. And the girl's like, where? Where's the terrorist? Where's the terrorist? And Millennium comes in and she slaps him and she's like, she's not a terrorist. Her name is Jihad, though. <laughs> do with that what you will. <laughs> uh, they, they do it. They really did a, a good job here. So we get to finally get to Hollywood. Uh, hologram Chris Hemsworth. Just tremendous. tremendous. That was funny. Please yeah. don't hump the hologram. Please don't fillet the hologram. <laughs> Burn your mouth open. <laughs> There's a, there was actually a deleted scene. Please don't scene. take pictures with the hologram acting like we're having a conversation. <laughs> there's, a, there's another deleted scene where he's doing that too, where he's like pretending to not like actually want to be in the movie like i've got too many franchises anyway like i didn't want to be part of this uh it's like and he does like if you're uh completing your father daughter father daughter story arc go right if you're trying to stop the movie from being made go left (laughs) (laughs) really good stuff now i i don't i don't remember because it seems like he dies off and then he doesn't obviously will ferrell was still alive at the end of jay and silent bob right yeah, I think so. I was a little. I was kind of hoping surprised that he, was that he wasn't in it, for, even for a second. Yeah, you know oh, I mean? that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's the thing. There's so many people. Well, I was really surprised that they got Joey Lauren Adams mm. to come back. Um, I know she was in Jay and Silent Bob, but uh, I don't know. It was just really surprising to see, especially they were like a borderline thruple with Holden and. Um, Actually, what was her name? I don't even remember what her name was in the... I always want to call her Amy, but obviously she's... No. Oh, um, uh, Alyssa? Alyssa Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finger, finger and, cuffs? Uh, and her wife or whatever. Finger cuffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we actually wanted to call that. Netflix needed an edgier title, and that was... Uh... So we get... Uh, there's, so when they're running through... When they're running through the convention, and they've got like all these different... Um, you know they're running into the different scenes these just like one-off sketches i feel like that they wanted to put together which was uh, ended up being really fun oh there's another after credit scene that you missed was uh robert kirkman doing a panel for the walking dead and a woman stands up and asks a question and goes what happens to daryl and he goes oh um carol eats daryl and the woman goes (laughs) oh my god carol becomes a zombie and he goes no she just eats Daryl. <laughs> and Jay and Simon Bob come from behind him and they both give him a purple nurple and they go, that's for killing Carl. This <laughs> is really dumb. But uh, it, it, it's, it's fun. The comic book men were in it. Like, oh, About they them canceled being canceled. Comic book men. That was like, oh, very silly. Uh, in the scene where uh, Jason Biggs and... Um, James Vanderbeek are there, and I think Q's asking the question from uh, *Impractical Jokers*. That when they're when they're in that scene, and Jay and Silent Bob go behind those couple of people in the audience, that's Kevin Smith's mom, dressed as Kevin, dressed oh, as right. Silent Bob, <laughs> which is really silly. And I did think it was funny when they first came in, and um, and and Millennium was like, "Why is everyone here dressed like?" Or why are you dressed like uh, them? Like they're just like us, <laughs> and the actual costumes are there, and the girls all buy them. Yep. Like, yep. 
Oh, so silly. Then we get a, obviously, I loved, I think one of, because, well, you know I love Chasing Amy, obviously. Uh, when they go into the room and you don't see him yet, and he says, look at these morose motherfuckers right here. I, I lost it the first time that I saw it, and I got very excited uh, <laughs> that we were going to do that. And it's just like, I that scene with him is just so perfect. It's so, it's just so well done, and it's just like, it's just like a big group hug. <laughs> the whole well there's also a yeah. hug involved but it, the whole scene is a big group hug and it's just it was really it's really sweet and then yeah the, the line that you opened the show with today which was to the most tremendous one of like you realize you know you're not batman anymore when you have a kid you're thomas wayne or uh, his mom who's and then that was another i don't know if you realize he looks directly at the camera for that one too and he goes whose name escapes yep. me for some reason <laughs> so it's yes, so yeah, good. He, that that was the, actually the most egregious which, of them i think because he's just sitting there like staring dead at the oh because honestly they could have just left it at you don't get to be batman anymore i was like oh that's funny and he's like i'm thomas wayne or bruce wayne's mom <laughs> his name is escaping me and i was like you know what you went full family guy of how low, how deep into this joke mm-hmm. can we go before you finally tell right that. Okay. and then, what does he say uh so i spent the I've, i spent my days chasing amy and like you could see kevin smith like choking up over the thing that he's written <laughs> in that scene which i think is just really sweet uh and then another set of forced lines that are still really funny is when they're all when they all leave and he's talking to amy his daughter and he goes they're gone girl they're, they're <laughs> out on the town on that one it's just it's just <laughs> us we're the Just Us League. Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, You're like, ah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> really, all of it just, it, it just, the every every joke written in this movie just tickles me. It's so good. <laughs> it's so entertaining. But um, then we get our whole uh, fighting finale sequence at the at the actual invasion of Comic Con scene. Uh, that was very silly too. We got Iron Bob. Oh my God, it's Iron Bob! <laughs> wow, Marvel is gonna. See yeah, <laughs> I like when uh, when Jay runs up and he goes, "I was just trying to stall long enough to get in range of that big gun. Throw it to me!" <laughs> and it's it's a, it's just a prop. Why is this fake? <laughs> why would it be real? He goes, "Why did you think it was real?" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Melissa Benoist uh, playing. Uh, she was Blunt Man, right? No. Was she Blunt? She was Chronic? Yes. I, I don't I remember. But let me be Blunt. Oh, Chronic, because Blunt, Blunt Man Val was Kilmer. Batman or whatever. <laughs> Val Kilmer looks terrible. 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 And, uh... He, he looked like an old... Because he had the long hair, he looked like an old Russian grandma. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, Chong as Alfred. Yeah. That was funny. <laughs> that, that, that whole thing is so, is so silly. Oh, you wanted to vape. Oh. I thought you wanted to verse. Oh. And then Jay's like, this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> I, was, I was so disappointed because at first I was like, there's no way they're going to do it. And then Cockknocker's fist comes to the wall. I was like, please, please tell me Mark Hamill came back <laughs> for one single second of this movie. Uh-huh. And they cut away because that's the end of the scene. I was like, yeah. no. Yeah. And then they had the army of cockknockers. I forgot what the cockknocker commandos. Is yep. that what it was? So it's so ridiculous. <laughs> I have to tell Dominic about that. Dominic always enjoyed the the character of cockknocker. Yeah, it's 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 pretty just, solid. Just the whole introduction with with Mark Hamill. 
Why do they call you Cockknocker? You see, it's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> you <get> uppercuts. <laughs> oh, man. I also like how uh, he narrates the fade out during the fight sequence into the end of the movie. Kevin Smith, as oh, yeah. Kevin Smith, narrates the <laughs> He's like, he's like, what? Okay, you have the emotion. You're, you're gonna have the emotion. <laughs> but we need a transition. <laughs> to a little fade out. Yeah, all the characters and all the storylines are pretty much wrapped up at this point. <laughs> um, and then we get to the we get to the finale in front of the in front of the quick stop, which is just really sweet. Another sweet conversation between Jay and his daughter Millennium. Uh, it, well, that's that's the part what really that really choked up Kevin Smith because I think it was. Not just the doing of the movie and all that. It's his best friend and his daughter yeah. hanging out and in the all spot. the problems Jay's had in real life. You know, for him to be back in the fold and back on the it, wagon and all that stuff. I think. Yeah, it really is a tremendous right, story. Yeah. Like it, the whole thing. It's 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 insane. Plus, plus Kevin Smith's own. You know, the re- the reasons any of the three of them might not have been there. You know, for that scene and for all three of them to be there it, together. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that was was really emotional yeah you could you could um, see him trying to hold back hard but yeah, yeah. There, it, it was sweet and you i just i love i mean i know he talks a lot right and he if you've ever seen any of his stand-ups like he's he can go on and on and on and on but he does seem truly and genuinely grateful for everything that he's got and where he's at so much so that when we saw the road show I think it was the second showing. It was the it was the first one in Jersey, but it was the second showing, and it was um, he like walks off after like they present the movie, and he like he peeked in during the beginning, and then he just stood there and watched the whole movie. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's just like it's just sweet to see him like so enthusiastic about the stuff that he does, and like that like I don't know like the zest for life and movies that he has is just for it's infectious. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. No, it was it was solid. I honestly had pretty low expectations, and somehow it's actually probably a better made movie than Jay and Silent Bob itself oh, yeah. was. I think so. Um, it's what that one had probably some of the high, uh, actually even just the <laughs> going back to when they were trying to fly on South Best Airlines, <laughs> um, where they find out weight colon yep. problem. Turns out you guys are affiliated with a terrorist organization, <laughs> the Clint. It doesn't exist. It's not real. <laughs> yeah, too many men believe that. <laughs> oh, we forgot about two tremendous jokes. One was the reoccurring Kevin James joke, which was just Kevin beautiful. Can wait. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have to stop those. Um, we got to stop those fuckers at Sabaro Films. That also solid. Good, yeah. Uh, and the entire Glen Gary Glen Ross scene cracks me up. It, the uh, when they're at the cl- at the clan meeting, and Kevin Smith takes off oh, the hood, always be ducking. ducking. Yeah, <laughs> everything except for that final line I think is actually really funny because he it's bas- it's the scene like almost the blocking seems to be accurate also, which is what's really funny. Put that pitchfork down. <laughs> Pitchforks. Are for Klansmen. <laughs> uh, I'm from Mitch and Murray. Who the fuck are Mitch and Murray? <laughs> oh God, it's 
it really it, it just makes me after watching it I was just like again and again I was like I just want to watch all of his movies I just want them all on on loop all the time I just find them to be so funny but uh even Jersey Girl even I'll, I'll watch Jersey Girl here and there yeah really it's got it's got good parts it's got George Carlin does it you know what? Yeah. fair enough and the whole uh, and a whole thing about like he's got a, a like a not so great heart but he doesn't clean his cast iron pan that he makes his bacon in because of the juice. He keeps the juice in it. And it's not and Ben Affleck's like, it's not juice, it's bacon fat. <laughs> but that's uh it's you know, it's not the, that's obviously not the best, but it's eh, it's fine. It's fine by me. Do you have any other notes on this movie? No notes on this movie, but there's one thing I forgot to mention during no. These notes and nuggets. That's basically going to be post credits for us, um, and pursuant to the conversation I had with my cousin Mike right before we got on, um, we've been talking about expansions of mm. the spin tune, both on the show and you and I and Brian behind the scenes, which hopefully we'll be able to share more of in the near future. Um, but there's another avenue which we're going to be extending into, and I say extending into on purpose because. Um, the Spinjoon umbrella will be producing porn now. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> no. no, that's it. <laughs> Disagree. <laughs> no. See, you know, Mike. Mike didn't have a way to be part of the Spinjoon mm-hmm. because he doesn't really want to be a regular on the show. Sure. But he's going to help me co-produce high-quality pornographic material. With celebrities. I don't understand what is happening right now. Yeah, you don't have to. I, I Actually, it's better that you And don't. that's when the spin shooting came to a screeching halt. <laughs> well, that's all for this week's episode of Flicks in a Six. We hope you enjoyed it. As always, if you have a movie for us to review or nuggets for us to discuss, you can send those requests to Flicks in a Six at SpinTune.com or tweet us at the SpinTune with the hashtag FLI6. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. And I'm sorry for what I just did before this. Thanks for coming out. Yeah.